up a little bit more. All right. All right, welcome to Texas. I'm Boone. I'm Levi. And uh, we do have a couple of other people in the room today. Y'all know Joe. You've heard Joe a couple of times. Say Hello. hi, Joe. There's Joe. And uh, our friend Kevin is here, too, and he's just listening in. He may say something, he may not, but Kevin's here, too, with us. Um, so I'm going to start Hello. off. <laughs> Hello. Go, go ahead, Hello. Kevin. I, I didn't want to put you on the spot. There's Kevin, though. Uh, and I want uh, Kevin's also a, a real estate agent in the state of Texas, too. So I was really happy that he was sitting in because I would like to ask him a couple of questions about that. It's kind of on the dialogue we've been talking about recently, yep. you know. But uh, this is not it because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no, segment one here is going to be the pros and cons of the legalization of marijuana in Texas. I have a friend who is a super hardcore conservative and, and a good guy, but uh, just always kind of talks down on, on weed, like how you know people that smoke weed are lazy and states that are super liberal. I just got to bite my tongue on that because, man, you know, I think that there's a... There are probably some cons that I don't choose to see in smoking in marijuana and legalizing it, but uh, right. I think there's more pros. What do you guys think? Yeah. Maybe? No, I agree. I mean, I... I yeah, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people who, you know, is like, oh, marijuana is is an angel, you know, it, it just it cures everything. I, I know I've met people like that, and they're just, they're ridiculous, you know, some of the things that, how, I'll agree that marijuana might alleviate some, uh, or not, maybe not some, a lot of symptoms of certain diseases and uh, conditions and stuff like that, but it really doesn't cure any of them. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, I mean, I don't think there's anything to be said with the whole laziness thing, though, you know. I, th I know plenty of people who smoke every day and they, you know, go to work and whatever and, you know, before it's, not, I ever it's really, not a big deal. But, uh, but before I ever really got into to smoking weed, like I was in college and drank a lot and just didn't, you know didn't really care about my diet really you know and I was even an, an athlete at the time and uh you know I, I talked to one of my friends that smoked a lot of weed at the time and he's like dude look I'm just gonna put it to you this way when you smoke marijuana it makes you tired thirsty and hungry what else could you want out of life you know and from then on out I was like okay dude you have a good point you know speaking of uh as a veteran who dealt with the VA and been on hydrocodone and opioids for 20 years plus. Uh, they when, when they took me off then, they just took them away. And I told my doctor, hey, well, you leave me no choice but to, to self-medicate and I'm going to use THC, marijuana. And he told me that it was probably the best thing I could do. That's a good doctor, man. I respect for that. Uh, even though, because the opioids, the, look at the opioid problem in the country, you know. And uh, I've dealt with people that have had the opioid, I say had, because they're, they're in recovery now and, and, uh, and better. Uh, you know, the pharmaceuticals and the alcohol you can look at the oh, downfalls you can look at the downfalls yeah. on on both of them but you can't there's really not no downfalls on 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 marijuana if you're depressed take you a couple of hits yeah can you imagine how many doctors are already in the country prescribing marijuana and yeah. how many doctors have their hands cuffed 
and can't, and but can't. probably do. Would yeah. wouldn't if if it was legal, they would prescribe it in some right. situations. Probably, yeah. I, I I can't speak for him, but you would imagine so, yeah. since it's already being done. And Joe, I will say too, you liked alcohol. Yeah. Big alcohol fan. Yeah, I don't drink anymore. Exactly. Though. But I was going to ask you this. Do you think that, that marijuana helps you, alleviates that tendency to want to go drink alcohol? Do you think it helps with that, or did you just... That, that's a good question. Uh, I went there for a long time where I didn't smoke or drink, but I had a lot of faith, you know, and uh, not that I don't still have faith, but things have changed in my life to where the mar- the marijuana that I smoke, I smoke for my pain. You know, I live on a pain scale of seven every day, you know, and still do what I, what I like to do. And uh, alcohol just has no part in my life anymore. And I would have to say that a lot of that is based on the marijuana. I can function on marijuana. When I was an alcoholic, well, I'm still an alcoholic, but when I was active in my disease, uh, yeah, there was no function. And, you know, I, I quit businesses and sold them or whatever just so it's I like could you can you can smoke a, you could you could smoke a little weed and go out there and, and, and mow, mow lawn and weed yeah. eat and landscape or do a job and... I'm not saying you should necessarily self-medicate at all times or something yeah. like that, but you know, yeah, you, you know, know, if you the point is, if you take a couple of shots, man, it's downhill from there. You know, oh, we've yeah. kind of talked about that before. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you know, yeah, since, I think it's some of the cons. You know, and just to be fair, I, I do want to try to bring up some of the cons. So right. if y'all have any cons that you think of, you can. Well, shout I can them think. Out. You know, when it comes to like. We want to talk about the legalization of marijuana. And I'm talking about legalization, uh, recreational, you know, medicinally, uh, across problems. the board. It makes me a procrastinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah that, that is true. That, that, that is, is true. true. Overuse. Yeah. Okay, overuse. Right. Overuse. Yeah, yes. so we have a con. We'll do that. I do yes. think that. And yeah. I said it three times already, but I think overuse right. is definitely a big, a big right. con to You just, you know, uh, it's like, ah, I'm going to go do this, but first... Yeah, you know. but, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> along with legalization, just like with alcohol, along with legalization will come a whole bunch of legislation tied to marijuana and its usage. Just like you can't go out and drink a bunch of alcohol and you know just do whatever you want with it. You know, it would be the same way with like that with marijuana. Of course, it kind of already is. You know, it's it's already illegal. And I think you know we've talked before about how you know people. People say if you legalize marijuana, you'll have a bunch of people driving around stone. And they say that as if there's not, not already a bunch of people driving around <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like there's not. <laughs> See, at my age, I'm 61 years old, so, you know, I don't know that many 21-year-olds that smoke it anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> 61-year-olds, I can tell you. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Yeah. I mean, I have yep. friends that are in their 60s. I have friends who are in their 70s that uh, that that use it um i mean i think for them it 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 could really lean on probably being more medicinal medicinal, yeah for me i've always said that you know it's it's really recreational for me but i will say this that if you drink coffee you don't have to explain oh well i drink this coffee because medicinally (laughs) it you know you just drink coffee because it's recreational it wakes you up so you don't freaking you know slap somebody that's a smart ass to you early in the morning one thing about the medicinal part of of marijuana a lot of people think, like my daughter thought, well, he smokes weed, you know, instead of hydrocodone. 
Weed and hydrocodone are two totally opposite different types of drugs. Weed don't have the effectnesses, the effect that hydrocodone yeah, has yeah. for killing that pain. Tolerable. Weed makes pain tolerable to where a person can get through their life and their day in, in a relaxed mode. And, and, and an opioid probably just masked it. Yeah. yeah, opioid, you know, you, you take two hydrocodone at one time, you know, which I had, I was on hydrocodone for 22 years. Two of them at one time was, was nothing, you know, and so, but, you know, if I was to take two of them now, it'd probably wire me out because that's what those things did to yeah. me. I felt like I was on meth or something. Yeah, yeah. it's like an epidemic that kind of got brushed under the rug because oh, yeah. that thing destroyed way more lives than I think marijuana ever has. Yeah. Yep. That's and a good point. One of yeah, the cons true. I think that we kind of take for granted, Joe, you could probably shed some light on this. Whenever you were younger, a con was, it was illegal. They were going to throw your ass in jail yeah. for a long time if you got busted with some marijuana. Yeah, with some weed. Oh, yeah. Back so in that my, was like a con. Back in my day... You know, back in the early 70s, when I started, yeah, you didn't want to get busted back then. Yeah, and then that, then they started prescribing pills, opioids, that you got addicted to, and yep. it wasn't a fix. It was all for profit. Yeah, that's the yeah, real, that's, that's, that's a whole other area. area. That's yeah, a whole other area, yeah. And here's something else to think yeah. about going into the profit about pills and stuff. Have you ever wondered why the Food and Drug Administration are together? Yeah, because <laughs> they have you eat the food that's going to make you sick to sell you the pill to fix you where you can eat the food again. Right? Yeah, when well, it's really questionable, even then when you get into that's a good that that's 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 funny, and I think it's probably kind of ironic in some ways. But they also do a, a, a horrible job, you know, when you think about pesticides and stuff like that. But back to Kevin's point is everything's driven by money. Right. Yeah. We do understand that, and that at the end of the day, it's like you know you can see quick that with marijuana you. It's pretty limited, actually, how much money you can make because people can right. just grow their own plants and like share with other people, right. yeah, and, and you know it's not really a. It's sort of like um, like that Guy Clark song. It's sort of like a homegrown tomatoes, man. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, people are gonna grow tomatoes, and there's gonna be some industry there, but really, dude, I mean, when you when you open that up, man, people just just in every yard. I think yep. it becomes kind of like that, and. And uh, they see something synthetically that they can make money off of that kind of gives you that same, it masks that same issue or whatever that, uh, you know, they're going to do it. And they don't, again, I don't see, do they care about our health or do they care about making money? And now you get into today's problems and we're trust, right. entrusting these same people telling us what's going to keep us healthy and what's not on a scale to like shut down your business over it, you right. know, and we, it's, it, uh. It is. It it, it always well, circles. It, it always circles back to money. You can't go to a nice, healthy, say, restaurant. You know, one that sells good salads. You know, salad bars and just all that. But you can go to the big dollar store and go buy your bag of po cocoa puffs, pure sugar. Go through McDonald's oh, yeah. drive-through. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, McDonald's. McDonald's are worldwide. They're already worldwide. They will be here forever. They will be the big restaurant, the big chain, fast food chain that goes along with the government as they try to move us oh, into our. Oh, well, I mean, there's a whole list of fast food chains that are on that 
bandwagon, but uh, yeah, but McDonald's is they the actually one. you can take a McDonald's burger and lay it on a table, come back two weeks later, two weeks later, and eat it. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I do believe that <laughs> I do believe that any type of like lobbying presence, you know, if you're going to get anything done in Washington, you have to have some type of lobbying presence, right? And I do believe that the 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 food restaurant and uh, lobbying industry is controlled by the fast food corporations, right. not by like mom and pop. No. You know, oh, it's yeah. not, you know, it's, it's the fast foods that really, they They're don't control anything. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm going to, we're going to move on to segment two and this kind of ties into it because I don't know, Levi and I have talked about it and I don't know Joe and Kevin, if y'all have ever read about something and maybe we're beating a, a dead no. drum. I know a lot of people have heard this is, uh, the, uh, something called the great reset. And this, in my opinion, is one way that you can prove that, uh, you know, this whole last year, this pandemic that's taken place that's affected people's lives in so many negative ways has also been severely politicized. And uh, I think that The Great Reset is, you can go to it, thegreatreset.com. You can look this yeah, up. Yeah, it's it's the, the evident, I don't have to explain <clears throat> anything. You can go to it yourself, and that's what you should do. Um, if you're going to look it up and read about what they're saying. And I know they're trying to brush it over in a positive light. Like they say that, you know, basically we need to cut, you know, this year we've cut over 7% emissions from emissions. the global and emissions. They're, they're and, making it now all about the environment. It, exactly. Yeah. So basically you've had this thing that's been politicized now into this great reset where we can't go back to the old ways. We need to stick to these new ways. And, uh, you know, I have to say I'm not, I'm not on the fence with this. And here's why. Because... This should not happen. You should not force a movement. Movements right. happen organically. You don't force them. If they're forced, that's the recipe for disaster. You're going to have a group of people that are just going to rebuke you for trying to force them, even if you're trying to do right. Yep. You should never mandate and force things. I just believe that personally. Well, you do that with your kids, but, don't you? And it don't work. Yeah, yeah well, exactly <laughs> well, right. Well, I just think it's a, for humans. Yeah. Union. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and for fam but for families, and for sure with your kids, too, at some point, they're going to rebuke you. Yeah, You're right. right. Exactly right. Uh, you know, it does have to be a respect thing. And you need to be honest with your kids or, whatever, you know, or, you know, raise your kids how you want to raise your kids. But. You know, the Great Reset has proved to me that there is some politic there is massive politicizing going on with uh, this pandemic, and uh, it, it it makes me want to bring up something else that I promised in an older podcast that we would, and that and that is something that I actually uh, I, I really don't know what to make about it, but oil seems to be something that I always in my life when I was younger thought was on its way out. You know, we're at the very peak of oil, and maybe we still are. I don't know, right? The end of oil and I see these other energy forms trying to get take place, like wind and solar, and uh, maybe I'm becoming a pessimist towards them, but I don't really see that they're able to really take the place of oil anytime soon. I don't think those are the two things that are going to answer the call of the mass demand that we really need to run our country the way that it's going to run. Eventually, people right. are going to make it run you know my question here's a here's a question because you have your electric cars and all in that they stop and they put tesla into texas made port. baby okay <laughs> where is that electric port getting its power from it's not getting it off of solar panels or anything like that it's getting it off of the electrical grid yeah, which yeah, which is know. yeah, nuclear power basically still right. the old way. So it would all yeah. have to be yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where is the source going to come from? You know, you know? windmills need oil. <laughs> you yeah. know, you got yeah. you got moving metal. You need oil. Yeah, like, and period. I, There's there will always be a need for oil. You'll you'll never 
phase but that it out. Got, but that got yeah. oil and, I mean, and burning oil, you know. Right, it's, it's different things, yeah. but I've... It would yeah. be like, it would, but I also think about the windmills to the wind turbines, and again, do your own research on this because I'm not as in detail as some other people are that I've just paid attention to and just looked at their information. And uh, there's like mass graveyards for these things where oh, they just yeah. go and get buried, and they're yep. not necessarily as clean as we like to think. And you know, we have this, oh, you know, this, windmills, yeah. But you do need to start moving. I here's what I do believe though too is you, you it's good to keep moving that needle in that direction. You know, at some point it seems like. It, oil is going to become something that it's either going to you can't keep using it at this level. Right. I mean, what if there's 10 billion people on the earth and the oil demand is the same? You can't. Right. At some point, there's going to be a breaking point. There and, has to be. And the earth itself is going to have a is going to have a breaking point too. I mean, oil is a it's a natural resource. Natural resources are finite, all of them. There's a, there's only a set amount of oil on this planet, you know. And once you've used it, you've used it, you know. And it, the earth's not just going to produce a bunch more just because you need it. And I mean, really, uh, one thing I was, I was, I don't remember if I was reading this or I heard it on some, uh, doc, some documentary, uh, See you, Joe. but, uh, oil literally is like, you know, that you've got like tectonic plates and stuff underneath there. And just like how, when you got moving metal, you need oil. Well, same thing when you've got moving plates under the earth, oil acts like a, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, you've got these pockets down there that you, you just drain. What's that going to do for the inside of the earth? I don't know. You know, Plates I'm sure there's crack. There might, gonna yeah, California's going to fall in the yeah. sea. <laughs> you know, we talked about that yeah. too. It's like that, like the earth. Nothing. The earth will will heal. Right. What will really happen is we'll lose our ability to live on the earth, right? Like you know what yeah. we know. That's what we, right. you know, we're we're screwed. But the earth will probably just. You know, know, figure it out. You know, I don't know if the Earth has ever been drained of oil from the inside yeah. before. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but will <laughs> I mean, it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, who knows? But yeah, man, I don't right? know, man. Right? Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just kind of think that uh, you know, I, I I sit on the on the on the debate between like oil just has to stay around, man. You can't just get rid of it. Again, right, it can't yeah, be this forced thing. Be this for is it. the uh, this is the problem. A lot of people lean on that to make a living and. And uh, it's everything, even the even whenever you, you brought up the wind turbines, you can't you can't produce you can't mass produce wind turbines without oil. Yep. You can't get them to the location that they're set them. up on without oil. It's you true. cannot it's build the grids that <laughs> are these things are structured to provide right. power to without yeah. oil and man, manpower getting there from oil, oil fuel. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's a, that's a great point and that's exactly right. And that's where I think that trying to push this stuff on is just it just creates all this this you know, it doesn't it doesn't help the cause. Right. Let's put it that way of like trying to get cleaner. It doesn't help the yeah. cause cuz it, it just doesn't pisses get people, people on off. their side. Yes, that's exactly. for sure. It does not and get people on their and side. And that's why I worry about that that type of a movement and really getting, you know, pushing people out too much. I mean, imagine just there's just so much that is tied to oil that we just don't even fully understand, right. you know, and, and what it really touches, touches everything. Now, should we be moving, you know, always, you know, if we have kids, you want to see your kids live on a cleaner planet, if we can do that? I mean, of course, right? right? Like, no one's against that either, but it has to be, a, it has to be in a way that is, or, that is, no pun intended, but organic, you know? People right. have to move in that way and really be driven to move in that way. If they're not... The best is not going to come out of it. I just, right. I don't think so. And uh, moving on to segment three real quick, since we're here, we'll just, uh, 
move right along is uh, I wanted to congratulate everybody for becoming $600 richer. Yes. You know, congratulations to every American <clears throat> for getting what they deserve and what they need uh, yeah. in their life to be able to pay half a rent this month. So uh, $600 richer for every American. And uh, But I, I have to say, man, that um, all jokes aside, like, I've kind of let go of the election whole thing. I followed it while it was here, like everybody else. Yeah. I was, was, you know, but I'm not like some diehard. Right. You know, I got things to do, man. You know, like I'm yeah. not trying to say I'm above it or something, but uh, recently I've kind of just tuned back in a little bit, and yeah. and I really try to listen to like I'll go to left media and right media and independent media just to hear what everybody is saying, and it really just it, it it's crazy how fractured, how split up this country oh, really yeah. is, uh, and how how different they just think night and day there's no real great middle line maybe some issues are, are a decent middle line but like all in all you have a real split and i was just wondering i'm going to ask ask you is, is uh do you think this is the craziest election ever american election ever do you think this is the craziest can even i mean even well, thinking about probably when it was like civil war times yeah no, you can't I was about imagine to say, that. one election kind of resulted in a civil war uh but, of course, I mean, that, that election was in November of 1860, and the Civil War didn't start until April of 1861, so <laughs> History, we're not man. in April yet. Give it time. History can't but, tell uh, the future. You know, but, uh, uh, I, I think that in our lifetime, it's certainly the, the craziest. I'd say that probably in most people's lifetime, it's, it's the craziest. I mean... You know, I guess like the what would have been like the biggest elections of like our parents' lifetime, like uh, Reagan or Kennedy. I would think actually I Gore mean, Bush was one that kind of sticks yeah. out to me because it was very contested. Right. But that's my lifetime, not my parents. Kennedy and LBJ, Kennedy, yes, that whole era. That was a big one. Kennedy getting assassinated, LBJ coming in. Yep. Robert Kennedy getting assassinated after that. That yep. was a wild time in this country's history. That was crazy. For sure. I yeah. think the craziest thing about this election is by far like the technology that we have in front of us the the rate at which we get our information has been yes. in up to the second i mean there's no there's no break never in history has yeah. have people <laughs> been uproared about uh senseless murder by the police and then immediately followed it by a pandemic i mean yeah. the information the rate at which it travels it's changed everything and yep. and that's what makes this one so monumental. I mean, my my dad grew up in a home without running water or a toilet in it. Yeah. Like to to be where we are now with our phones and technology and we can a computer in our hands yes, at all times. Yeah, that that influenced the election and everything. So for for me, yeah, it classified this yeah. classifies as one of the craziest yeah. For the record books ever of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would actually say, too, I, I, I think it has. And I think the reason we don't realize it is because we're still living in it. You know, like if you <clears throat> right. have a bad breakup or something when you were younger, you're the one that's like, no, no, it's going to change. You know, uh, uh, we're going to get back together. And your friends are like, dude, trust me, man, move on. Like <laughs> when you're not in the middle of it, it's always easier to see, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think that this is something that, that I agree with, with Kevin on this. I think that this is something that is bad and... Uh, it's not good. It keeps on going. I don't think it's over yet, too. And this is another thing is uh, this week, today and tomorrow. Yes, the march there, is on there's, D.C. There's, yeah, they're supposed to be, you know, confirming or whatever the presidency. And I, it's not even, the story's not told yet. Right. That's not, not even told. And that's what I think we've all been kind of uh, waiting on is that 
you know, there is half of the country that is going to be very pissed off either way. Like, yeah. really pissed. Like, to the point where they're not going to accept the results. Right. So, now, you, now you're talking about election integrity and, like, if it will ever be the same. And if you don't have election integrity, then it's simple. Then you really just, the way that we know this country is going to change massively. Right. It has to because you don't have people that trust it. And I would, I would probably say that there was people that a lot of people didn't even go out and vote before. Uh, right. Voting wasn't extremely popular for a good amount of time when there was just two candidates in there, way worse of two evils, which I would, I would kind of argue that it still kind of is in some yeah. ways. But, you know, it's a, I think that Donald Trump is just such a polarizing figure that it's unbelievable. You know, you either yeah. freaking love him or you hate him. Uh, well, actually, I say that. I kind of am in the middle. I don't really love him or hate him. Right, I yeah, kind of, I am too. I think he's been a decent president, actually. I think he's yeah. things he did bad and things he did good. It's a hard job. Think about how many directions you get pulled in when right. you become president. Oh, you can only imagine. CIA, FBI, State yeah. Department, Congress, American people, media, other countries, and everybody wants a piece of that of that. Uh, you know, that power pie, man. Yep. And Trying to kick you out of power before yeah. you ever even had it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, that's true. One of the biggest yep. struggles that the, the president is up against, his own people <laughs> trying to trying to kick him out of his spot. That's yep. a good point. That's uh, a great how point. Does, how does our government work if there's no cooperation? Yeah, he's just fighting from right. the get-go. He was in court. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah, he that, never that, had a break during his time. That is what I really blame for the, what's going on now and Trump's followers... For who whose fault that really is, if you're gonna sit there and oh, well, I don't say it's all their fault. Everyone deserves blame, okay, surely. But but it started when they didn't accept Trump. The right. other side was like, never Trump. He's yeah. not my president. Never. They tried to kick him out as soon as he went in. Never even didn't even give him a chance, you yeah. know. Uh, and I I think that that was a big mistake. Uh, and now. Now you're asking. Joe Biden comes out and is like, hey, we want unity. And it's like, man, you can't even really ask that with a straight face, you know, at this point. I can't even get mad at people for hating you for saying that. Right. You know, hey, uh, you don't follow football. Do you watch football? A little bit American football. American football. Are you following football? You watch the Bills and the Colts are playing this weekend uh, up in Buffalo. And uh, um, Andrew Cuomo is the governor of of New York. And... uh, I don't. I'm not in New York. I'm not going to pretend to be from New York, but I do know that there is a uh, petition going around. There's only 6,700 people allowed to be in the stadium uh, because of COVID-19. That's Cuomo's rules. Jeez. Okay, so 6,700 6, people. Most of them are going to be season ticket holders. If the Bills win and they get another home playoff game, those same 6,700 6, people can't come again. It has to be a new 6,700 people, okay? And these are all for COVID-19. You have to be COVID tested to go in 72 days prior. You have to wear a mask the entire time. You have to be contract traced when you leave. All this stuff. If you do have COVID, then you have to find someone else who's COVID negative in order to give your ticket to them. Like, Think about what they're going through to be able to go. Here's why the fans are going. They have not had a home playoff game since 1996. This is the Buffalo Bills, man. Yeah. People that love this team bleed this team. Right. They love them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're huge football fans up there. Yeah. And uh, the fact that they can't go see their team kills them. And good. You know, it's, well, it is what it is, right? Right. But, uh, so Andrew Cuomo tweets out or something, says, I'm going to be at the game with you guys. I'm getting my test, and I'm going to go celebrate this with you. There's, there's a, pe- a petition started on change.org 
that wants to ban him from the game that the fans all started and it got I don't know what it's up to now but it got up to 15,000 like quick you know of people that don't want him to come to the game they're like the hell with this guy he it's his fault (laughs) it's his fault that we're still living like this man he's gonna have stuff thrown at him in the stands but he he's one of the I can't believe that I actually know the guy's name and what he looks like he's a the governor governor of New New York York. yeah Yeah, that's right why the heck is he in the news like that's their agenda to push his ideas yeah, on everybody. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. He wrote a book. He wrote a book in the middle of the pandemic, and June came out yeah. with it about how to how to deal with the pandemic when he got all people's grandparents killed in yeah. nursing homes, and New York it's not a joke. You know, states. there's a lot of things that I think in life we have to laugh about, man, and joke about. But this guy is something that is like of another speed. I don't see how arrogant oh, yeah. you can be. Oh, in this, life, this is man. the same uh, governor really too. Don't. Who called the sheriffs who wouldn't enforce his oh, dictates? Oh yeah, that's right. Dictators. That's right. <laughs> They're dictators because they won't enforce my dictates. <laughs> like, I do remember the most that. Ridiculous he did, yeah. shit, man. He called I the mean, sheriffs that, that didn't want to enforce. Was it the mask mandates or the lockdowns? One of the two. It was, I think it was the mask mandate. It was probably both. I, I mean, he passed some sort of executive order, and a lot of sheriffs pretty much just told him to go, you know, pound sand and and. Uh, he came out with a big video where he come out and he's like, "These sheriffs are are dictators. They they think that they can just pick and choose which laws to enforce. Like, friggin', it's not a law, man. You just you just you just willed it into existence. That's not a law. Yeah. You know that that's not due process. That's not the way laws are made in this country. You know. Technically, but why is he like? Why is he even a figure? Like, why? Because he's a governor in New York. He's, the, he's on every. His dad. His dad office. was a political figure. He comes from a political family. He's very popular within the mainstream political establishment, and that's exactly why they want to promote him. But you know, who cares? Yeah, why is you he know, national television. Have you ever have you ever heard that quote uh, that says uh, politics is show business for ugly people? It's like they want to make. <laughs> They want to be popular. Yeah, they want to be like movie stars. That's why they hang out with the movie stars. And that's why the movie stars hang out with them. And that's why there really is, you see it now today more than ever, that Hollywood is like an arm of the damn political elites. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Man, it's it, government it, yeah, it's ridiculous, man. And you know what I love? I love it so much. When you see some liberal friggin', you know, some person who just embodies... The, the popular media Hollywood persona, you know, and they call, they have the audacity to think that they're the resistance. Like when, when the media is on your side, when Hollywood's on your side, you're not the resistance. Everything that media and the Hollywood is against, I would say, is the resistance. You're right about that. And I mean, definitely. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter what your what right, your base yeah. is, whether you're you consider yourself was, you know left like or right. A yeah. Liberal, you know. But yeah, I, I know that the yeah, you guys know. What no, I do know right. what you mean. No, I mean <laughs> right now. Here's the thing, Levi. Right Regardless now, of how they look. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> if their hair is you know lime green. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but uh. You know, I think right now we're seeing the hypocrisy of the left a ton more right now during these current times right. because Donald Trump has come in and kind of lit in, lit in a fire under the Tea Party and kind of ignited a, a, a reemergence. Dude, I'm telling no, you this. Sure. I'm talking to people in my life that, and again, I live in a more conservative area. I do have friends that are liberal um, from all over the place, and I, I, get a, I get a mixed bag, trust me. But when I'm out and about, I see a lot of older conservatives. I have never seen in my whole life, 
for sure, then more adamant that they're becoming politically active. Older conservatives, people in that mindset, they're like, yeah. no, they're, they've gone too far. Yeah, whatever I have to do. Right. Whatever I have to do. Well, the mindset of a conservative is if it doesn't involve me, then I'm, I don't need to get involved. Right. And as long as it doesn't come to my doorstep, then that's fine. Yeah. But the inaction has caused the it, silent conservative group to start thinking up a ways to start to be active. And honestly, it should have been done a long time ago because there shouldn't have been any looting in the streets and there yeah. shouldn't have been people's any, buildings getting burned down in the right. middle of a freaking pandemic when they're already suffering they didn't even do anything yeah. wrong i mean if there's no law and order there i mean this is right? what happens when you wait for things to come to your doorstep you know right. you have to, metaphorically <laughs> or in the real world you don't wait for yeah. things to come to your doorstep you know that's when you're yeah but you kind of wonder like yeah but like am i overreacting you know am i acting too soon you know right. am i just am i going to be the antagonist you don't want to be the, the conservative mindset's yeah. definitely Nobody you don't want to be, be an antagonist either, you know? yeah you know and and i do understand that and you can look at history and it doesn't go well but i agree i think now again man i'm hearing a lot of people that i've never heard I mean, like through 9-11, through everything, right. have never yep. heard, through the banker bailouts of 08, never heard this type of rhetoric where they're like, no, it's Trump or nothing, man. It's yeah. Trump or nothing. I don't care at this point. It's, it's, it's gone. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah. this is, the, this no, is what I, I hear I, a lot I, of. I, I hear a so lot of that. I see a lot of that. It's, it's, it's wild to me. And, yeah. I've kind of always, I've kind of just come up with this kind of independent viewpoint of politics always i don't know it, it from my upbringing or whatever i don't really know i was like raised in an independent thinking family necessarily just right american family but i've just always kind of come up with uh this i've never been a really right or left i never got into any party lines i don't know maybe it's just our age you know yeah. that i never became a republican or became a democrat as a matter of fact i thought that it was just silly yeah, yeah, maybe it's political theater. Maybe it's because you're a reasonably thinking adult. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> maybe see, so. <laughs> you see that there's no fucking point to it. Yeah, like, yeah. You it's know, ridiculous. May, maybe that is one of the good things that's going to come out of this is that more people are going to see that right. it's political theater and that you know we can I, this can be easier than that. It doesn't yeah. have to be this mess. I saw something. Uh, that uh, I saw it and it really it made me laugh and I was like, man, I could I could never in all of my rambling have put it any better or clearer than this. Uh, uh, you might have seen it, Boone. I shared it on Facebook. It said, uh, you know that opening scene from the movie The Road to El Dorado, the cartoon, where the two guys are in the street and they're hustling the people and they make the people think that they're fighting each other. Yes, but in yeah, reality, they're that, yeah. stealing money from all the people. You know? like, and it was like, that is the perfect metaphor for the two-party system. And I was just like, yes. Yeah. I could, is. like I said, could, could never have articulated it better myself. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly what's going on there, you know? Yeah, it really is. I mean, because they might act like they're at each other's throats, you know, and their followers are at each other's throats, but the leaderships of the Republican and the Democrat parties are not really at each other's throats when it comes to the really important things, the really big things. They'll gladly come together and reach across the aisle. And for foreign to, aid, all yeah, the foreign, for foreign aid. I, yeah, to give millions of dollars to, you know, millions, even billions of dollars yeah. to foreign countries and, and foreign militaries, foreign governments, 
You know, they'll gladly reach across the aisle to do that. They'll gladly reach across the aisle to spy on the American people. They'll gladly reach across, uh, across the aisle to, to raise the national debt ceiling in the country so we can, you know, pile a little bit more debt on top of there without, ah, oh, don't even worry about it. Don't even think about it, you know? Well, the I debt mean, is insurmountable, like, and, and it falls on the shoulders of the American people because the, if history has repeated itself, our political figures have failed us over and over again. But at the same time, the inaction from the people, I mean, the American dream, I believe, is still real. We can still go out and find a way to hustle up and make a fortune of cash and money and capitalize things, whatever we want. We could wake right. up and try it tomorrow. But, yep. but, the political figures have failed us. They pulled the rug out of everybody that was hardworking. Think about the restaurant industries and the bars oh, and the musicians yeah. and the people who followed and chased that American dream. I mean, what? What now? Damn, they've broken some people, man. And they then, have broken some people. And then like, they have without the needing to, yeah, to sit there and, and write books and <laughs> want us to to back them at every turn. Like, come on. A vote for them again, you know. Vote, you know what? I, you know what? My the wife reset. Yeah, Are you kidding me. She, you know, yeah. You want to take a bunch of people who fucked it all up before <laughs> and trust them to make a new system for for us now? Yeah, we, it's like right. we do. It's like, yeah. hey, you know, we were thinking. All the people in the world were kind of like thinking about this. Like, we do need a great reset, but it ain't your fucking reset, <laughs> right. bro. You know, that's right. Hey, yeah, we're yeah. gonna go this other way, I think, dude. I was listening know? to uh, Ron Paul just the other day, you know, and he was he said something just like that. You know, he was like, people are like, you just want to go back to the way things were, and Ron Paul's like, no, you know, I think the way things were was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I want another, I want a reset too, but I want a reset. For liberty, yeah. you know, a real reset. A real for, reset for, for the yeah, people. For the people, yeah, man, for the yeah, real principles. That's right. I want to reset this country back to the principles and the you know uh, that we were never really able. Government. Yeah, I'd like to put the push the reset button on the federal government and send it right back to 1789 in terms of how big of a scope it has over our over society. Yeah. Okay. And I know a lot of people probably would think that's crazy. But, I mean, hey, don't worry. You know, it only took uh, 250 years for the government to get as big as it is now. It, it'll grow to the size you like in a couple of decades. Give it time. But that's exactly <laughs> why the people back then said, because they knew they were living it, every right. 20 years there needs to be an, another, another revolution. revolution. You know? That's right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's just a, a, great, a great thing to, to think about is, is, man, there's so many good people. In the, dude, I... I I have met a lot of good people in my life. People that I thought, damn, this is a cool fucking person. You know what I'm saying? You know, this this person is smart and look at what they're doing. You know, some operation they built. I've met a lot of people like that. And I'm, I'm sure in real estate you've met a lot of people that yeah, just had yeah. great minds. The and networking is incredible. It's like there's going to be some positive things that come out of this, dude. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some really positive things that come out of this. And it's hard to really pinpoint them. I like to give it, give it some thought sometimes and I like to think about it. Because it makes me, you know, I do believe in humanity, and I do believe that it's gonna, you know, we'll, we'll find the silver linings. But um, you're not a doomer. I mean, no, I am a little bit of a doomer. I'm not saying, dude, we're gonna have some dark days, man. We talked yeah, about for it. Sure. We talked about it. Um, I think it was four or five episodes ago. We yeah. did our 2021 predictions, and I was like, dude, for the next three months during winter time, cold, dude. It's always when people protest. If people are gonna protest, it typically always happens in the winter. People lose work. They're bored. 
you know, things money doesn't come in quite the same, doesn't go out quite the same in the wintertime. Depends on where you live, but it is different, and right. people get antsy. And now they've been locked down for almost a year in some places. Uh, I think you're going to see some super dark days, not to mention that people have lost their damn income. They've lost... Like, see, this is the thing. I really don't think the politicians understand this. But we got six hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I forgot yeah, about on, that. Never dude. mind. Cha- uh, segment you, five yeah. is. Uh, no. Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you thank them for the six hundred dollars? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, you, thank money you ungrateful. That they gave you, yeah. you ungrateful yeah. prick. For real. You know what an ungrateful prick. Now, so uh, I, I think, I think too, it's like. These people are, no, 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 these people are living paycheck to paycheck. See, y'all tried to get me every episode, we get sidetracked, and we always laugh. Oh, yeah. Y'all tried to get me there, you almost did. But every, (laughs) every, every, these people are living week to week, day to day in the restaurant industry. You live in, if your tips aren't good that day, you start to think, damn, I can't have three of these days straight. Yeah. You know, like, I need a good day, yeah. And they just don't, like, that is the reality for so many people. They have, people are like, come on, you can do another two months. I couldn't do two months from the beginning. Right. That's a that's a year now. Yeah. You know, and it's just no, I, if there would, if there's I gonna would bet be that probably at least sixty, probably maybe even like seventy five percent of the country right now doesn't even have enough money to sustain themselves for for two months, even if they need, even if they needed to, like really. I noticed multiple stores in in the town that we live around, and I'm not gonna say anything more. One prominent business that not only did, doesn't enforce the mask mandate because they can't and they understand this, they don't even have the sign-up anymore in, in this county. Yeah. And I did notice that. And I, and I think that, dude, there's going to be a movement past this. People oh, yeah. want to move past They want to just make their own decisions. If you want to wear a mask, I think you know what you should do? You should wear a mask yep. if it makes you feel safe. No. Yeah, absolutely. And you no one should shame so. you for that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... I mean, it depends on what the mask has on it. You know, my dad yeah. said that he wore a white mask and put a little uh, chocolate on the front of it so it looked like underwear. <laughs> I was like, Dad, dude, you know, that's pushing it, yeah, man. You know, but it's clever. <laughs> clever, yeah. you know. No, but yeah. uh, it, it's uh, I, one thing I did want to say earlier, too, that I did forget about because my wife said this. Uh, she had mentioned, we, me and her were talking about something, and I said, you know, it's funny that no other countries ever, like, give us foreign aid. Yeah. You know, they're not like, but then I thought, you know, no other countries ever give our government money. And when I framed it like that, I said, yeah, they never give us foreign aid. My wife said, they give our government money. Surely they give our government money. Right. We just never see it. Exactly. You know, and so that they buy our politicians, essentially. Right. And uh, this is something that came up in my mind. I was thinking about just on the way over here because, man, that's just so, again, back to money. Like oh, we started man. in the first segment. Well, it always goes back to money, man. And when it goes to... When it goes to all of this, when it goes to how, how split our country is, and every, it, it always, everything goes back to, to money, man, and power. And, you know, people got to let go of that, man. To, to, at some point, damn, people got to let go of that. Like, we, you got to take care of yourself and the people around you. Participate in your community. Do your best. But, man, this whole, this whole greed grab and this, this power trip that we have in this world, man, I, I just... I feel like there's more people that are that don't want that than that do. We gotta right. stop letting these few that do control us all. You know. Well, you can't sit back and expect it. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. some people exactly. that are expecting this six hundred dollars, and they're expecting more. Like that's not enough. We need more. Well, go to work. Go find something. Find a way. There's Use a way. Something. Yeah. I there's, mean, 
And, it, and the answer is not waiting on a politician to, to show you the way. Like, if you're not your happy, up, do right? something different. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yep. Uh, is it, well, we'll roll into this segment too. I want to talk. I'll talk to both of y'all separately, real quick, and we'll we'll uh, you know not get too deep into it. But Kevin, you do real estate in Texas, and uh, has it throughout the pandemic? What has the curve been? Has it been straight up? Has it been straight down? Has it been everything's been straight up? Like the the housing market is right now historically everything is selling at a historically high price. And I'm not going to sit here and try to sound like an expert that I could give. I can't rattle off all the state numbers and everything, but what you see. But you're really yeah, you're in right. the, you're in, in it in yeah. the Texas market. People are coming from other states whose governments tax them out of their house and home and livelihood, and they're coming here for better tax rates and better opportunity. Yeah, I mean that's, that's things are open. Experience. Things are open. Yes. They're like, hey, we can go out there. You know? Yeah, you, you hear it, or uh, if you keep up with with what's going on, I mean, there's there's a lot of people from the Hollywood region that are moving out here because they, they think it's great. They think what we have going on is great. 90, I think it's like 98% of Texas is privately owned. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. There's, so, not a, there's, there's not a lot of other states like that. Yeah. But people are coming... The the prices keep going up. Do you Texas think it's gonna going to turn? Do you think it's going to turn Texas blue? Do you think that movement is something that people should worry about or at least consider? I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Yeah, I, really, I, don't, I don't even know. Yeah, because Levi made the point too. Is like these people moving here, dude. We assume that they're coming from blue states. That they're blue. That they're blue thinkers. Like they right. could be independents. They could be. People that are not even politically affiliated, right. that just want to live in peace. You yeah, know, you can't you yeah. can't categorize everybody that moves yeah. here. Right. Generalize generalizations. You can't just say yeah. that every person that moves here from California is some is some you know uh, woke liberal who's yeah. gonna who's gonna you know bring that. I mean, the one thing I would be would be worried about though is that I, I do think that most of the people moving here they're obviously fleeing higher taxes. They're coming here because Texas has relatively good taxes uh, you know in the union uh, compared to the rest of the union anyway but I would be worried that a lot of people don't think <laughs> about politics and about and about the consequences of, of actions of what they want and what they what they ask the government to do so I, I, I would be worried that a lot of these people they might be fleeing their states they don't even mean taxes. To, yeah. But they might come here and try to bring their states programs and ideas or with even, them, and they ask the government to do something, and they don't even think about yeah. the fact that when they when you ask the government to do something, you're automatically asking it to raise your taxes, yeah. because they have to get that money from somewhere. And if they don't get it from your taxes, they'll just print more of that money, and then you'll still pay for it through inflation. Yeah. That's just an invisible tax. Yeah. It's all inflation. You just is. keep that system okay. going and going and going. So and, and so that would be what I would be worried about. Yeah. Is that they might not they they might be moving here genuinely fleeing. But incidentally, taxes, they're and, incidentally but bringing. Incidentally, yeah. they will bring their programs and their the, the things they want their go, the government to do. Well, when when property when property values go up, do the tax rates go up with them? Not necessarily, right? It, every every taxing jurisdiction is different. 
okay. in that regard. Okay. So every single county and every single city has different tax. Yeah, law. right. Yeah, yeah you laws. Can't, yeah, you it's so confusing. Can't generalize yeah. that. I mean, year year over year, your taxes are more than likely going up. Yeah. Sure. And if unless you contest it, but even then, like. If you haven't They're done anything to your home <laughs> and they, they raise it up by 10 or 15%, like how do they justify that? That's, yeah. the, that's the big fight about property taxes and like how do you justify raising my taxes when my income hasn't seen a 15% raise? Like yeah. what, what, are you, what are you doing? Where are we going? Like, yeah. What are we going to do from here? You can't, that, that system's not going to work. Yeah, because right? see, it does seem like that Texas, one thing it's been able to do, even though it has this massive economy, is that it's pretty damn simple. It's like oil or bust, you know? Oil, bars, entertainment, you know, um, wind. wind, wind, yeah, wind, energy, you know? energy, real estate is has been good in the past so many decades, maybe a couple of decades, but... Uh, man, it's like now you get these complex new industries that are already large and set up, and they're just—they're not starting in Texas. They're moving their operations over here, what they already know, you know, and they're moving those over here. So they start paying their employees more, and what it does is in those areas, the price of living goes up, the houses go up. What about the people that don't have those jobs, you know? And so, and then these these companies are the ones that have the pool with the government. And so it's what they do. You know, uh, you know are they going to lobby their government to give them tax incentives? And, you know, how, how is that relationship going to work? And this do- what concerns me about this is that Greg Abbott, the governor, doesn't seem to be concerned about it. He seems to think that it's not out. It's not going to change. Right. And I think that, man, you've got to at least, everything's always going to change. That doesn't mean, that's not a bad thing. It's just that everything's always changing and moving and you've got to be prepared so that no matter what happens, your citizens that just moved here and the ones that have lived here for a long time are happy. You know, and you've got to be ahead of this stuff, you know, and know what's coming and know what's happened and see the history of where they came from and don't make the same mistakes. Right. And, and uh, make sure that you understand that. And the companies too, like Elon Musk, and I don't single him out because he's the only one I really know, but the big companies like Oracle and... and H H P yeah, these companies yeah, that are moving moving here. moving here, you know, keep that in mind. You know, you know, right. you're moving here for a reason. What are the reasons that make Texas good? What are the reasons that make things that you do that you bring here good? And how can we just make the state better for everybody? You know, like right. you're saying, real estate for you, it's gotten better, right? Since yeah. people are moving here, it's improved. You're making yeah. more money. You're doing well. I mean, that doesn't suck. Yeah. Well, it means I'm doing my job. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sucked the first year. Are, are more ran- are you selling more like ranches and stuff, or more like house, like already built houses? No, already built, already built houses and raw land. Yeah. I mean, it's a the the real estate market is um, for me. It's gotten better. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic. I don't want to say it's because of that, but because of the work that you put into it, like. If you're going to sell stuff, you have to put an effort behind it. Yeah. So I think it's gotten better because I try to do the best job I can for the people that I work with, and they end up referring me to other people. But yeah. Do you get repeat customers come back? Oh, again? yeah. Oh, see, that's awesome, man. Definitely. That's cool. That's a good sign, I'd say, right? Repeats, referrals. I mean, those are, those are big cornerstones yeah. in my business. Yeah. Very cool, man. I like to hear it, dude. 
I like to hear it. It's very interesting because Levi and I have had this conversation a few times about people yeah. moving here. And when you hear that your business is going up, there's only one way, you know, it's from out of state mostly, right? It's mostly out of state, would you say? or? Um, it, it varies, yeah. man, across the board. Not, not mostly. I'm not going to say mostly because a lot of people are just relocating from the cities. I saw that a lot oh, during yeah. the pandemic. That's interesting. Like people who don't want to be in a big suburban area, they're, they're like, nope, we're going to the country now. All we need is an internet signal. We can work from home wherever we're at. I'm tired of... The restrictions. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired of restrictions. People tell me how to live my life on a day-to-day basis that that's what you get in the heavily suburban. That's why we know who freaking Kumo is or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah, cool. yeah, Kumo. They're just, somebody, yeah. somebody says this picture of him where it looks like he has nipple rings. Looks like his nipples yeah. are pierced. I've yeah, seen that. I've they seen call that. him nipple rings. Yeah, I don't want to trash the guy too bad. I think history is going to do that just fine. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, in our, that regard, I, I like um, I like Abbott in that regard. That he hasn't come out and made an ass of himself. Yeah, no, he's really. I don't dislike Greg Abbott. I really don't. I think that he's a typical politician. I think he's right. definitely a mainstay type of politician, which is it's better. Again, right now, I think the left is just really showing their hypocrisy, you know, with because they're locking people down, still going out, telling you gotta you gotta respect man. that about Abbott. Like, yeah. he he held his ground and he didn't he didn't buckle to the pressures that were put on him by the the screaming faces that you see in the media. Like he held his ground and he made reasonable decisions, like based off of what was happening, not based off of. The screaming heads on CNN, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, he, he, you can't be too hard on him. He's definitely not. Look, with the governors that we see around the country, if you're too hard on Abbott right yeah. now, he's yeah, not the one you want to point out right now. Like he's not the one. He's he. I would I would say well, he's yeah, no, not. Uh, when it comes to Abbott, you know, he's definitely done some things. Excuse me, he's done some things that I I, I like and that I dislike. One thing I'll say about him is that he's he's your typical moderate Republican. And you know what? I'd much rather have a typical moderate Republican in there than someone like than some liberal loose cannon like, uh, or not. I'm not even gonna say liberal. Some Democratic loose cannon like Cuomo. Yeah. In there. A Gavin uh, Newsom. Okay. You know? So uh, you know, I mean, at least a at least Damn, a man. moderate Republican is predictable. Everything everything Greg Abbott has done, I would say, was pretty predictable. To, to, to his character and sure, to the moderate sure, line, yeah, you know, when, to when his all party, this, to, yeah, to, yeah, you know, yeah. When, yeah, when all this, yeah, uh, that, that's true. Well, yeah, you know, when all this started, everybody kind of responded to it in their own way, you know, and you had to respond to it, uh, you know. I mean, the government, as much as we might not want them to do things, you know, they have to respond to things like this because people expect them to. I'll tell you, you what, know? when he came out and, with that quote on the Second Amendment, remember. Yeah. That yeah. was nice. That yeah. was heavy. Yeah, he was stood good. up for that pretty strongly. Yeah. Yeah. We praised him for that too. Uh, but uh, yeah. yes. I did it. You did yes. it. You did it to me. Yes. Oh my god! You'll you'll get it. Oh, you'll man. get it. I'll get it back. Oh my but, god! Uh, <laughs> well, we can it. talk about guns if you want. Yeah, to talk about no, guns. I wanted to get you on the Second Amendment, dude. See, yeah. I knew oh, it. Man. I was like, if I bring up Second Amendment, he's gone, dude. He's gone. No, I mean yeah. he, but he is—he's—he's—he's he's, he's moderate in the middle, and right, yeah, and uh, what what you for. see, what exactly what you said is like what he said he was gonna do, what he went in as, 
It just pretty much is, which is yeah. a good thing. I mean, that's not bad. Again, right. as governor of Texas, you have a lot of people pulling your strings every which way too, and it's probably easy. I I know that like people that I know supported Beto O'Rourke and people, you know, those candidates. And yeah. again, all respect. I love these people, man. I know them. I don't think they're bad people or misguided. Right. I just think that's what they believe. That's what, but. I'm glad that Abbott's in over somebody like that right now yeah. through this. My gosh, can you imagine? Yeah. Fuck Dude. no, you oh, can't man. imagine. Dude, I I, 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 let, let's put it this way. I don't think people would be moving here. You right. know, I really don't think a lot yeah. of people would be moving here right now. I don't think we would have the same situation. Uh, I think it'd be much different, and I'm glad that that didn't happen. Yeah, we would not even be legally allowed to be doing this now. Yeah, yeah that's really true. Right. That's true. They, yeah. might, they might just have us as... Uh, stay-at-home order or something, yeah. uh-huh. something yeah. like that. Well, well and Levi, they, real quick, I'll, I'll finish this segment up. Uh, yeah. You actually help build... Uh, out here, we have these trees that grow all over these damn hills. And I right. don't know too much of the history about them. Some people say they weren't even here before the Dust Bowl. Some people say they've been here for a long time. I typically right. believe that they've been here for a long time. Yeah. It's called the cedar tree, the juniper, right? The right. Texas juniper, juniper tree. yeah. They're actually native to, uh, like, the Middle East, actually. Oh, really? Where they're native to. Uh, and I think, yeah, some like you said, some people say they weren't here 50 years ago. Some people say they were, uh, they, they were here for, you know, like, pretty much when the pioneers got here. Uh, I don't think they were. I've seen pictures of the Hill Country uh, in the frontier days, and there were no cedar trees on these hills it, it looked a lot different uh but I, I have seen pictures from like the from the dust bowl days and there are definitely cedar trees on the hills there's yeah. definitely cedar trees in the in, in the backgrounds of the pictures yeah uh and anyone who's been out here you know <clears throat> excuse me nowadays knows that the cedar is basically taken over yeah i mean really it's hard to imagine these hills with no cedar trees on them, you know, yeah, because, I mean, they're just, they're solid green with cedar trees. Yeah, uh, but, And uh, even when you cut them down, they basically grow back, right? I mean, pretty they, quickly. Yeah, they, they do grow Not the same quickly. tree, but a new tree will emerge, right? right from, yep, new ones. From the get, they're constantly dropping So, berries. So, but y'all, you're, the company you work for, y'all build furniture out of these trees. Right. Right? And so you've been doing that for a few years. I've been doing that for about, yeah, going on about... Seven or eight years now. Has y'all's business slowed down through this? Are people still buying log beds? Oh, no. Log people furniture? are still buying log beds, man. Yeah, no. It, it hadn't slowed down at all, really. We've we've still been doing plenty of custom orders, plenty of uh, plenty of stuff going out the door at the at the shop, at the uh, storefront we have in Medina. What do y'all get more of, custom orders or storefront things going out? Probably more things going out the door yeah. at the at the store cool you know every now and then we'll get somebody who wants to uh who wants to get a custom piece and i should just clarify for the listeners that i don't own this business i'm just an employee yes yeah i see yeah uh and uh but anyway but uh, great craftsmanship man yeah, like, yeah super no, awesome yeah, stuff you. No, man yeah we Good. works with wood i do <laughs> lots of wood yeah. so what would your title <laughs> be you know what it was Man, I don't even, you know, I don't even know. I've had to fill out like forms and stuff before. You know, they ask me for my occupation. I'm just like, I don't know. You know, like I, yeah. I hate to call myself a carpenter because I honestly couldn't build you a house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but, uh, but I guess you could say. But I, if you want a cabinet, I got yeah, you, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can build you a cabinet, no What's problem. What's the strangest thing you've ever built? Like the, just the most odd piece that you've ever put together. 
Does anybody come pretty in and good, request I mean, anything you know, like we, that? We've put together some uh, pretty wicked looking like hat racks and stuff, you know, with stuff go and and uh, we built a coffin. We have done a coffin. Oh, dude, that's that's, that's yeah. gotta win, man! Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we did a coffin. Like for someone uh, who was still was alive, who just wanted it for when right, they died. They were still alive and and. Uh, Dude, yeah, they wanted a nice. That's heavy, man. Yeah, no, it was. That was a, uh, you know, I guess, I guess you could say we were honored. I don't know if that's yeah, the right word, no, but yeah, actually, know, yeah, though, that's that's great, that's, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, uh, not metal. It's made out of wood. Right. It'll break down over time, right? Like, yep. Yep. dude, that's yeah, crazy, man. Yep. That's def- That's got to take. Cool. That's yeah. got to take that's, it home. That's pre- yeah, that, that's, that's probably in the, my opinion. I'm that's sitting here trying to think of anything else that that takes that, you know. And that, I mean, man, you know. It's like if you if, if it's hat rack or coffin, I'm going yeah. coffin. <laughs> one one cool thing we did for a little while was we built little miniature log cabins. Oh, that's mini, cool too. Mini log. I remember seeing those that, on the side uh, right there. That yeah, and they were they were you know hitch you'd hitch them up and tiny houses them. tiny homes. tiny homes yeah tiny homes that you could pull around. How and, much did uh, those weigh on those trailers? Oh man, probably. I don't, I don't remember ever. I don't think we ever like. Weighed one, but uh, they look like they park model look, type. They, yeah, they homes were about, that you could park in an RV permanent, like a RV park has. No, they did. We, we set rooms. a couple of them. Yeah, we did, we took a couple of them to location, took the uh, all the you know wheels out from underneath them, made them permanent, built really? a deck and everything around them. Seriously, yeah, yeah we we did that That's in cool. a few places, That's man. Cool, out, man. Out in the hills, a few people bought those, and uh, on the insides of them were all. Custom woodwork. The counters were all custom wood. The walls were cypress and cedar. We had mixtures of different kinds of wood in there: cypress, cedar, pine. uh, Probably some. I I bet. I think we had some cherry wood in one of them. That's beautiful. But but it was great stuff, man. Yeah, those were really fun to build. You know, because I mean, especially because you know, we we got kind of the nice little setup back there in the back of the shop. We've got a huge awning that's actually huge big enough to build a mini home underneath so we didn't even have to be out in the sun or anything like that you know like like most framers would have to yeah uh, yeah so you know i mean i've i've worked on i said i couldn't build cool you a too. house you know i i have worked on some framing projects you know and uh, and some remodel projects you know my my father he you know he was in here earlier and he he uh he's been a carpenter and a framer for like 40 years, you know, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, so, uh, so I've been around, sit around the tools, around you know, plenty, yeah, yeah, you know, cool, yeah, no, it's great, man, I just wanted to talk, talk about that, because I, that's interesting, man, um, the cedar wood is actually beautiful, and it's cool oh, that, man, yeah. it was when, cool that there is a resource it, like that, you, you know, it, man, that, man, there's a, oh, it, you, it's, <laughs> it's great, I mean, the, the, the number of cedar, nobody, doesn't want you to come take cedar off their place you yeah. know it's really easy to get to, to get your hands on and uh all of the furniture we make comes from cedar trees that have grown within like 10 miles of medina we don't go you know uh, we've had people offer like hey come out to our place in like vanderpool you know and and get some cedar and tucker's like i don't need to go all the way to vanderpool yeah. you know how many cedar trees i pass on the way to vanderpool yeah but yeah no it's 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 pretty neat he's you like know? you bring them to me that's fine yeah man. all right man 
Yeah, that's cool. I like that, dude. I like that business too. And y'all have a mill too, right? Like y'all can mill your yes, own lumber. Yes, we mill. And we mill our own lumber that uh, for a lot of the stuff we that we do. Uh, we also handy. order plenty of lumber, but uh, sure. But yeah, we do have a sawmill down there. That's that's real neat. I think we're the only mill in in Medina that I know of. Uh, lots of people. It's it's also pretty neat. You know, people from around Medina will come up and and or you know. Uh, Bring us a log or bring us something. Oh, like, they need hey, it milled, yeah. Yeah, hey, can you mill this down? You oh, know? that's and cool, you, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do stuff like that. Well, well that's a cool job, man. I like that, dude. Uh, and then we'll move on now to segment five, which is a, a, a segment that we've kept from square one. It's called Would You Rather? It's where we oh. kind of uh, answer what we would rather do in a certain situation. Sometimes I go pretty hard, and sometimes <laughs> I just can't yeah. think of any, and I don't know which this one is, but we'll give this a shot, okay? Uh uh, would you rather, uh, you got some property, would you rather have a four-wheeler or a dirt bike? Whoever dirt bike. Want, dirt bike? All day. Yeah? Yeah. You like dirt bikes? You dirt don't? bike, it depends on the terrain. Actually, here in the hills, four-wheeler. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. if you if you lived on like some farmland where you could make some jumps. Yeah, yeah, so that's a good point. I'm probably killing your game here, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that's what you do. I, I'm always... I always can't, you know, unless it's like a real easy one. I'm kind yeah. of like, ah, oh, I would choose this one, but yeah. no, I think that's a good. I think that's a good. What do you think? Uh, I would, I would. I'm pretty biased, but I would go with the four wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Why uh, are you biased? Though? Well, because I, you know, I've got a four wheeler. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay. And also because uh, I took a pretty nasty spill on a dirt bike, and I haven't, uh, I didn't really mess with them ever since. Yeah. And uh, you know, not that I wouldn't hop on one again it, it was a buddy of mine's dirt bike and uh i've just never really been presented with the opportunity to ride one again since i've never never been interested in buying one for myself but, yeah. yeah yeah probably four wheeler yeah yeah i would say that if i'm spending that kind of money dude on one of those men i'm gonna take four wheels not two yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> right. no really though man i my my buddy had a crash on a dirt bike yeah. i didn't have one but my buddy did and it kind of threw me off to it but then again he rode it around on the streets and stuff, and that's really where he had his, like, if I had a ranch or, like, a farm piece of farmland or something that I could, like, build some little jumps, kind of go up my own pace. Right. Damn, but I'd probably be too chicken shit to do it, so I'd probably still just <laughs> choose a four-wheeler, you know what I'm saying? I probably would. I, I'm just safe like that, dude. Bikes get me, man. Bikes yeah. get me. I did get in a, a bad bicycle wreck one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh like bad like big time dude like it was a for real a gnarly wreck and uh you know man people are like oh dude you know it's like riding a bicycle oh no thank you man uh oh no i always people always like hey dude do you smoke and i always ask like cigarettes and like i'm like out of place and they're like yeah cigarettes what do you do maybe you you meant weed (laughs) you gotta light up a bowl (laughs) yeah Uh, shit that's great but, uh, yeah, man, I took a, uh, you know, people, they use that phrase. Like, if you're doing something, they're like, come on, dude, it's easy. It's like riding a bicycle, you know? I'm like, dude, don't yeah. even say that to me, no. you know what I'm saying? That two-wheel, those two-wheel machines, man, they scared the shit out of me, to be honest with you, man. But uh, uh, I do ride bikes, like now mountain biking and stuff. You know, you've been out right. to the ranch where I yeah. live at, and uh, I've ridden a mountain bike out there on those roads. And, uh, you know, they your back tire will slide out from under you quite a bit and stuff, and I'm like... I'm pretty. I'm pretty iffy on bikes, no. but once I start doing you know, it for a while, I get I've used to it. I've got a mountain bike. 
I'm gonna have to take you up on. Oh I'm yeah, come have on, to come yeah. out there, dude. Kevin, you should get one too, man. That's one thing that is fun out there, man. I have I have a mountain bike story. I was out in El Paso, <laughs> staying with my cousin, who's actually the the man who talked me into getting my real estate license. And I was visiting him, and he's like, "Hey, let's go mountain biking," you know. I was like, "All right, let's go." I've never done it, but he's like, "It's fun. It's fun. It's hard at first. You gotta climb the mountain with the bike, but the trails are they're fun. You go real fast." So we take off up this hill, and my cousin's older, he's um, not as handsome or as sharp, but (laughs) doesn't have anything to do with the story. I just wanted to to throw that in there, I'm going to tell my cousin to listen to Yeah, I gotta take shots, so if my cousin hears this, he's going to say, fuck you. He deserves it, he deserves this. (laughs) But no, he, he takes off, and he's like, he's not as in good a shape as me, so he takes off, and he's like burning my ass up this mountain and I'm behind him struggling you know and I was like what the hell he said this is gonna be fun no he smoked me got all the way up to the uh, the top and stopped and waited on me and then he finally ended up driving back to where I was and he's like what, what are you doing and I'd never been on a mountain bike you know like different gears I thought I was messing with the gears right well he gave me a broken bike the bike was broke so I was stuck in like the lowest hardest gear to go up a hill with but oh, damn. anyway, damn, once once man. we once we got there, he was right. It was it was it was a blast, man. Yeah, going going on the trails in El Paso, they have like huge mountains. Kind of, they're kind of like they are here, a little bigger. But is it going to the Guadalupe Mountains close? Um, no, no, it's not. It's not it's there. Not this far. is like right. If you, have you ever been to El Paso? A long time ago, man. It's been a long time. Freaking beautiful, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna go beautiful. back that way, man. I'm going to the Guadalupe Mountains uh, next month. Really? I'm going to go climb Guadalupe Peak. It's the highest peak in Texas, and I'm going to go for my birthday, man. I've wanted to go for a while. I'm just going to finally go. It's a um, national park. Yeah, check with the park Check with the park people because there's something about – got a lot of family out in that area. Um, if you start in the morning, the wind's coming I, down. I, 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 told my, I told my wife this, and she was like, Boone, that doesn't make any sense. No, Why no, would the winds matter? I said, I said, they said to climb that thing, get to the top before 12. And start coming back down before, before because the, the wind winds, starts. yeah, you, there gets to be gnarly winds on the on the on the ridges. You know, if you're up there, you don't want to be up in elevation afternoon. You wow. can, but it's really? going to be a hell of a trip. Yeah, yeah. for real, like for real. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, I mean, thank you. you. I, I've seen videos on it. I've, I've I've studied it and I've I've paid attention to it. And I've, everyone I've seen has talked about that. For real, it's a, it comes up every time. I've never know, done it. Not. That's like yeah. one of my. I keep telling my wife, I want to go. I want to go. I well, go, man, we're going next month. So our we're kids, staying the night. Hey, yeah. Our kids are too little, man. Yeah. We can't see, hike see, up the mountain with them. Yeah, when when you when you do when the kids get a little older, I told see because my oldest son's gonna go, and so for me it's like a dream of mine that he gets to go with me, and so but when when Daniel gets older and yeah. my son gets older and your son gets older, we can take these trips and take the the boys camping. And it's going to, you know, that thing, you just have to do that, man. Oh, yeah. You know, because you just have to do it. It just has to be done. And uh, my son and I are going to go stay two nights out there. And we're going to drive up, get uh, get get acclimated, hike around a little bit. And then the next day, we're going to start super early, climb the climb Guadalupe Peak, come back down, spend the night, and then drive back the next day. So three days, but we're driving two of the days, right? Yeah. Um, so, but okay, we'll move on. But man, that's great. And uh, so El Paso, man, El Paso is a cool town. Though. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. It's it's a really a lot of people think it's so close to Mexico. It's scary. It's really like one of the safest cities 
in the U.S. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, most people hear that and they're like, whatever, dude. It, it actually yeah. has a good art I've scene, too. I've heard that before. Too, right? I have heard that. It really is. It has, it's like, a, good music and good art scene. Fairly good. I mean, it's... I haven't explored it like that. Like, yeah. Just visit family and I got an uncle there that puts me on the motorcycles and we ride down to San Elizario yeah. and... But it's beautiful landscape, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's beautiful, man. You're going to see whenever you go. It's similar to the Guadalupe Mountain Peak. It's going to yeah. be desert, and then whenever you start climbing the mountains, you're going to start seeing trees. Yeah, there's a there's a band. Have you ever heard of a band called the Dirty River Boys? They're yeah. from they're from El Paso, man. You'll like their music. They're good, dude. They're a really good live band to go see live, too. Uh, they're from El Paso. I always think of them when I hear El Paso. I always think of the Dirty River Boys. Like they're, <laughs> one, of their, one of their main songs is uh, Gonna Raise Some Hell Tonight. And they, Adam knows them. They have this Irish jig sound to some of their songs, you know? Yeah. And that song has it, and it's a cool song. Look it up. Huh. Uh, uh, Gonna Raise Some Hell Tonight is a good one. Yeah, okay, so here we go. Moving right on. We were just talking about it. Would you rather go overnight camping and hiking, like in Guadalupe Mountains or something like that, right? Or would you rather go on an all-day, sun-up-to-sundown kayaking trip on one of the Texas rivers? What would you rather do? Oh, I'm going camping. Man. Camping, hiking, and camping. Yeah. You know, I'd probably do the camping too. The the kayaking, I love kayaking. I've done, I've kayaked a lot of the Medina River, and uh, you ever done any other rivers or just the Medina? No, mostly? pretty much just the Medina. But uh, you know, and, and I've I've put in on the Medina when it's over bridges. You know, when it's flood and good. You know, that that's when it's real fun to get to go and uh, do kayaking. But uh. It also, I think, you know, sun up to sundown, uh, kayaking can get old if you do it that long. I mean, you know, a lot of the trips I do are usually just like four or five hour trips. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it would be fun. That, that's a tough one for me because I do love kayaking. Yeah. But I would probably do the camping. Yeah, kayaking's tough too because... It, what about you? What would you do? I, uh... I would probably go hiking and camping, but I don't know if if it was a, like a destination point. Like, let's say we're leaving from New Braunfels or whatever, and we're going to kayak all the way down to the coast. And we're going to camp in between. We have extra clothes. We have, we're have we going to make campfires along the way. I would races. probably... Yeah, I saw that. Like I know that. that. I do. That's inspired. That that thought was now, inspired by fun. things that really Something happened. Something like that would be cool. I would probably a, choose a the kayak. I would probably choose the kayaking because... It's more rare. I know it's a little bit more challenging. Like if I, I where I live, I can camp and hike, you know. So yeah, for me, yeah. I think I would choose the kayaking because I know I'm like, okay, I got to get ready for this. Right. This is gonna be a challenge, and uh, it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna want to quit at times, but uh, I'll be able to say that I kayaked from here all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Right. And I think that would be cool. So if it was like a uh, something like that, let's say it was, I would choose the kayaking. Yeah. I think. But um. I never miss a chance to go camping and hiking either. Like, if I can go hike somewhere, I, I want to see all the state parks. You know, I'm not saying like in one year or something. I'm saying I, I have the, I'm going to get a Texas State Parks pass every year, and I'm trying to see every single one of them, all the national and state parks in Texas for now. And, uh, you know, I have a lot on my list still. We talked about Caddo Lake. Yeah. Caddo Lake is the only natural lake in Texas. Right. And there's a state park, and it's up. The Louisiana, North Louisiana-Texas border, under Texarkana, 100 miles or so, probably. That's you a know? huge state park Yeah, that they have over there, too. Yeah, that's cool. See, that stuff like that, just, you got to see, man. You know, right. and it's got, like, the 
It's kind of like a grove, like a mangrove type feel. It's cool, but uh, yeah. All right, we'll move on here. Uh, uh, which brand is more Texan? Okay, and this isn't a would you rather, but it's kind of in the same right. uh, classification area. Bucky's or H E B? Oh man, H E B. H E B. That's what I think. H E B, man. People, I, I, people come here from other places that they don't, they don't, they have no clue what an H E B is. I think H E B. Do other states have Bucky's? Uh, not that I know of. No, yeah. no. It's a Texas company. I do yeah. know that. If they do, they're both Texas company. They started right. here and got their start here. Because HEB's trying to expand out as well. Yeah. Um, they both probably are. I'm sure of it. I think HEB, because they're the grocery store. They really do it all. Right. But I think, iconically speaking, Bucky's is, like, you have to stop by a Bucky's. You don't, you don't even realize it. See, a lot of people don't even know what Bucky's is until they get here. And they pass by, and then they realize this is like a huge deal. Yeah, because yeah. on I ten you pass like oh, 100 miles to the next Bucky's, 50 yeah. miles to the next. <laughs> I Bucky's. tell my like, son, yeah. Levi and I just went to League City, and there was yeah. like a neighborhood <laughs> Bucky's. Oh yeah, like no, for real. We went oh. down there, and we were in this a downsized uh, Bucky's. It was like a it's, neighborhood Bucky's. Yeah, because League City is like that's where they a started. Real ritzy neighborhood around <laughs> yeah. around League City, okay? And they had this little. Could like, uh, you know, Bucky's is a gas station, but this was like a little convenience. It was like a Valero size, size, yeah. Bucky's, yeah. In this little yeah. town. And I oh like, man, that's crazy. But you gotta it's explain, like you're cheating us, man. Yeah. You gotta explain to people if they don't know what a Bucky's is. I'm just gonna like say a, this. Here's what I say to my it's son. Like the Galleria. If you're of gas on the station. road yeah. and you don't stop at Bucky's to take a dump. You're crazy. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you've never room. seen restrooms. Like, <laughs> hand san- dude, they had hand sanitizer on every bathroom before that shit was cool, dude. Yeah, for you real. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, before you had to, you know? Right. Like, they're that you good. You socially distance in their bathroom. Oh, dude. You, dude, you could take a school. You could take a school. Yeah. And you could all for go real. to the restroom and stay distant. That's no joke, dude. Yeah, no. I remember the first time I went into a Bucky's. It was like that. I walked in there and I into the bathroom. I was just like, oh my god, dude, there's like 50 urinals. (laughs) I was like, I walked in the store. I was like, dude, from the outside, the store looks huge. It's big. It's not that big, you know? It must have storage. I walked in the bathroom. I was like, there it is, dude. That's it. It's just like, man. No, I mean, you could set up a cot in the corner. You can sleep in there. I mean, it's good. Yeah, no, no, Bucky's is, is definitely a crazy store, and I'm not going to lie. When I road trip, I stopped there. You know, when the Hurricane Harvey happened, both of those both of those places did a lot. And, like, do a lot for Texas. So, like, I, I, I really shout them out, dude, because they're actually both really good companies, I think. I mean, if more big companies were like that and were that, if you know, they're pretty efficient, I right. would say. I mean... You go to HEB, man, they have the, they have, I mean, they have everything, right? I mean, it yep. makes our life a lot easier. I think we don't take that for granted, you know, either. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, actually a good one. But I think HEB for me, definitely, because yeah. it's just. <clears throat> well, I guess I, I didn't answer yet. So I'm, I guess I'm going to have to go with, I, you guys <laughs> both picked HEB. I'll be the dissenter this time, and I'm going to go with Bucky's. Just because I think that the, restroom. know, it's, it, the restrooms are a big one. You know? It's a selling point. But it's just, it is. And it's just, the beaver is, like you said, he's iconic. He, he's, it really is. He, it's, he's an icon. What other gas station has has a mascot like that? You know, like Bucky's does. Oh, 
There's Bubba. There's Bubba, the real mascot. Yeah, there's the real mascot. Hey, Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Hi, Bubba. Uh, Hi. <laughs> All no, sweet, yeah, right, yeah. Bubba? Yeah. Come on, I want to join the party. <laughs> but, uh, but no, really, what other gas station has a mascot like that where they got yeah. like, stuffed animals yeah. and stuff out of there? What is it? What do I they mean, have, like, uh, the, they have, like, their own... Their own like brand of like uh, munchies called like the Beaver Nuggets yes, or something. Beaver nuggets, yes. You know they're super yeah. popular. I guess. It, I guess. Do they have everything for a gro- I mean, like, for a for a gas like station? The Piggly Wigglies. They're like the modern day Piggly Wigglies. Yeah. Okay. Is okay. What they, you yeah. can compare them to that. Well, they I have think. they have everything yeah. in the, for a gas station. It's crazy. I mean, it really is crazy. Um, man. Yeah. That's a that's a wild one. They started in Houston, Bucky's. Yeah. They started in that area. But H E B could learn. They could walk into. Like the corporate manager walk into a Bucky's, go to the restroom, feel the experience, and then build that restroom onto H E B, a restroom like that in every H E B, and then they can't. All they have is the Beaver on you after that, yep. you know, the restrooms <laughs> and the Beaver. But uh, the last one here, number four, is uh, which movies would you rather binge watch? Okay, but between these two actors, Chris Farley or Jack Black, you get to binge watch one of the one of those actors' movies. Who do you watch? You know, Tommy would, Boy, uh, Black yeah, Sheep. Yeah, dude, those are both, those are both, you know. Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja, that I was mean, a good one. Oh, that's the one where you know they explored what? across the United States. Uh, Almost Heroes. Almost. I was just yeah. about to say, yeah. that is one of Chris Farley's most underrated movies, if yeah. you ask me, man. Uh, but then Jack Black is Jack pretty Black, dynamic, he's too. He's got some great ones, you know. Uh, Tenacious D. Yeah, Tenacious yeah. D. School of Rock. School cool of Rock is another good one yeah. I've always liked. And, uh. Man, there's a lot. Of, he really has a lot of good. Now, you know, one thing I would say is that with Chris Farley, you're going to get pretty much all comedies. Whereas if you binge watch Jack Black, he's done some serious movies as well. He's taken on some pretty serious roles. Where I don't think I can't recall a, a serious Chris Farley role. <laughs> you know, he didn't live yeah, long but, enough. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's true. That's I think true. coming into the that's later part of his, la- his, yeah. his life, he probably would have. That's a big true. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a. I gotta, uh, I gotta go with Farley, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Farley too. What about I you? Go, I'd go with Farley. Uh, uh yeah. I, I, I will. I, I'm not. I'm gonna go with Farley too. I'm gonna go with Chris Farley too. I just, by the time I, I watched movies more when I was a kid than I did when I was an adult, and Jack Black definitely became more famous when we were in our teens and 20s I would say for me at least and uh you know Chris Farley like I was a kid watching all of those movies and so it's it's like Adam Sandler you know that whole I would probably pick those guys over just about everybody because I grew up watching them you know uh what do you think would you if you was gonna have to binge watch uh an actor's movies between Jack Black and Chris Farley you know which which one would you binge watch? We all picked Chris Farley. Yeah, all three of us have picked. Be Chris the rebel, Farley. Joe. Jack Black, though, dude. 
school of rock, dude. See, that's yeah. the one I said. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I gotta go with it. He's music based. That's what gives yeah. him that man. He he jams his own stuff. And then if you know his uh, his music too, Tenacious D, his band that yeah. came oh, out that yeah. movie, and yeah. no, nah, he's uh, he's a good one. And he, he was that like, movie is classic. And then Nacho Lee, <laughs> he has Nacho Libre, and uh, uh, yeah. well, I can't think. I'm I'm oh, drawing yes. a blank on some of his other of, stuff. What's the one with Jack Black? Where they go and him and his friends start remaking movies, but home versions. Be kind, rewind. Oh, you I've never seen that. that. One? I've never seen I've it. Never seen that no. one. Either. Oh man, him and his friend are. They own a video store, and man, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. But for some reason, they go and start reshooting movies. But like them, you know, with just a camcorder and they play all the roles and they do, and they end up getting famous for doing this and then they get sued by a bunch of copyright stuff or something. <laughs> but it, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty under the radar movie. Not yeah, many people have I've never even heard it. I don't even think yeah, I've ever heard yeah, of it. Yeah, check it out. Be Kind Rewind is what it's See, called. I have a feeling and, uh, I picked this because I'm. I'm kind of biased because I grew up with Farley, but I will say that I'm not as familiar with... A, I bet you there's a lot of Jack Black's movies that I don't even know. I really haven't watched or ever paid any attention to that if I watched more into him, it might change my mind. You know, yeah. I do. He's on The Cable Guy, you know, with Jim with Jim Carrey. Oh, no, I didn't know have that you, either. Yeah, you, you know, you know I've that seen that movie. movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's the friend who, who, tell, who warns him. He's the friend from work who, who warns the, the main guy not to... Hang out with uh, with Jim Carrey's character. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then, real quick. Chris Farley or Jim Carrey? Oh man, for me, I'm incredibly biased. I want to. I'd have to go with Jim Carrey. Me too. He's my favorite yeah, comedian yeah. actor. Yeah, he was I a hate great his one politics. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't even know I, his I, politics. You know, I've never even heard but, of him. Uh, but but for actors, I don't care about. The I've politics never heard too yeah. much. I just care about the character they play on the movie. I kind of assume know? their politics all. I, maybe this is wrong of me. I'm kind of making a generalization, and I shouldn't. But I kind of assume that everyone in Hollywood kind of has that same viewpoint. You know that I've heard before. And I just assume that. But right. then, uh, you know, I actually did hear, who's the guy that plays, uh, he's Angelina Jolie's dad. Uh, he plays in the movie Anaconda. He was the bad guy. Uh, uh, oh, Voight, Voight, John Voight. Uh, man, he made a great speech, man, about, like, just character in general. Uh, you should look that up, man. I was Tim like, Allen, I was like dude, Tim man, Allen is great, the one who's, you know? who's motivated me. I was ready to go hit the heavy back. I was like, damn it, John. Uh, <laughs> uh but uh, so we'll move on to segment six and then end with Levi's time here that he can lead us through and we'll get out. Uh, but uh, the musician of the week, I wanted to bring this up and actually, um, you know, inspire everybody to look this group up is a group called Folk Uke. And uh, Folk Uke, right? It's like two girls, one plays guitar, one plays ukulele, or they both play ukulele, and they sing these, like, soft songs, but they're hilarious songs. Like, uh, one of their songs is Starfucker, and the other is, uh, gave a BJ to a DJ. (laughs) For real, dude, I'm not even kidding. Now, listen, listen, I wanted to tell you about this group before I told you who they were. One of them is Kathy Guthrie. She's the granddaughter of Woody Guthrie. Who wrote the song, uh, you know, This land is made for you and... Oh, really? This land is our land, this land is... Yeah, which I cover all the time. I love that song. And it's also Willie Nelson's daughter, Amy Nelson. 
and I've seen them live, man. And I would, I, I, I edited some of their music to play on the radio because I couldn't find, but I wanted to, I wanted to spread love for this band, but you can't play them on the radio. I mean, it's very hard. You have to find the right song. Like they have a one, they have a, a, a duet with Waylon Jennings' son, Shooter. And it's about like how, how he beat, how he beats her, you know, basically it's like right. this very real songs, like very funny. I'd say if you can just go on the internet or Spotify or something, look them up. Yeah. They're great, you know. Uh, I wish. See, this is where the radio does. Damn, they miss it, you know. Like, you just gotta let people be real, man. You know, people say, ah, uh, you know. You know, dude, you're not gonna find good music on the radio. I mean, there's maybe there's a few good songs you'll hear on. The you'll radio, find good artists. But for the most time, yeah. man, they just and they they pick like twelve songs for the month and just like that's it. That's all they're gonna play this the, month. I the mean, problem like, the problem with radio is that stations have just they've just put everything into a computer and automated everything. So you don't have any individualized character. There used to have to be people in every station and everyone, you know, you'd be in San Antonio at this DJ station, you have a whole taste in music and people that you like and it might be similar to Levi's, but there's going to be some differences. You might be over in Houston and you're playing all these different people that that got lost when the internet came about and they just started automating everything and that's why radio is like that today right. because they just the same people that have rich managers and they spend the most money they get their songs played on every station they send their stuff in and it's sitting there now killed originality they did but see now K fan in Fredericksburg there are a few stations there's also one in um in Kerrville as well uh the Buck in Kerrville and they actually, I'm sure there's more around Texas. Texas has a lot of actually good radio stations still. But um, they, they, they do allow you to play good music. They do, they do have their own DJs and people in there really playing songs. And um, it's, you know, I, 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 man, you know, I don't know where radio goes in the future. It's hard to really predict that. But I do think that every a lot of people still listen to music like at job sites and stuff like that, and it needs to be better. It just flat out there's too many damn good musicians that are getting missed. You know, they radio stations need to figure it out. Let, need me, to let me interject. I got one lightning round. Who would you rather have dinner with Willie Nelson or Lemmy from Motorhead? Oh damn! I don't know Lemmy from Motorhead. What does does Lemmy smoke? What? <laughs> I know Lemmy from Motorhead. I'll look. I'll look. Oh, I'll, I'll look him up. I'll look him up. You gotta I'll explain. I'd rather. I would have to pick Willie Nelson. Oh wow. man, I'll pick Lemmy all day. Yeah. That's gonna be. It wouldn't even be a lunch. It'd be a liquid. Lunch. I'll do my. I'll do my homework. I'll do my homework <laughs> on Lemmy. I'll have to pick Willie. I'd probably pick Willie over a lot of people in the world, honestly. Just okay. Next but, one. This is a lightning round. Would you rather go hunting or have dinner with uh, Barack Obama? Oh shoot, man. Going dinner. With, oh man. I'm going dinner yeah. um, in the damn wilderness while I'm hunting, yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Come here, man. Dinner All right, you think of a lightning Obama. round. You give us a lightning oh, round. Can you think of one? Right off the top of my head, huh? No, okay. we can. Yeah, we can. We'll give you a minute. You yeah. have a minute. We'll we'll, no, we'll man, keep bro, shooting. Oh, dang. Would you Would you rather? Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, would you rather go camping down on the uh, Texas coast for one week? One week of camping on the coast. You gotta, you gotta eat what you can catch out of the ocean. 
No taking you know, food down there. Yeah. Can you take firewood though? Like you can have fires uh, and stuff yeah, down there. Take, yeah, you, you have, have to, right? You have yeah, to cook. Yeah, you got to because there's hardly any on those dunes. There's, in fact, I don't even think you can find anything to burn. But except ca- for like camping, driftwood. cooking, driftwood, driftwood is on the beach, big. far out. Camping on the beach, far out, or camping up in the mountains. Both ones you got to stay one week, and say, say we'll we'll do it like alone where you where you can only take ten items, you know. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I would, uh. Man. I think I'm gonna go to the beach because that's, uh, the, the food source is more plentiful. Got the ocean right there. Next I, to you, yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would say that for the same reason. I feel like I could catch a fish. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, you could, you could hunt. I guess if you can hunt out where you are, you could technically, if you did shoot something, you'd be eating the whole time, right? Yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah, no, I would choose the beach for sure on that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'd probably take the beach. Too. Now, if I just went to the beach and I just came back from the beach, I might say, "Oh, damn, dude, I take the mountains," you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, I would choose the beach because you know you 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 get onto some fish, and you can eat a lot easier. And plus, like hunting is like, damn, dude, you oh, got to yeah. work for that. Uh-huh. It's like fishing; you're just sitting there. Now, now, what do you bring as your ten items? You right, know, like exactly, just tell me yeah. two of your items, because one of my items is going to keep me pretty damn preoccupied in that chair. <laughs> you know what I mean? While I'm fishing, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, and I would I think I would choose the beach. What would you choose, the beach or the mountain? No, I'd definitely take the beach probably, cause just for the, for the same reason I think we'd all pick is for the for the food source. But uh, you know, it, like if one of your ten items could be a gun, you know, you could you know a gun and 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 you know, a handful of bullets or whatever for for hunting game while you're out there, but uh, and you don't even have to sh- you know you you don't if you're only out there for a week you don't have to take any big game, you know you can take small stuff if you there's any streams nearby you can fish out there. You that's know, true, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, that's yeah. a good point. You could fish if you went yeah. to a if you had a place that had some type of water right. source, right? All right, Will, that does that, and we'll end here. Since Kevin's here with us today, too, we'll just make this this everybody's time to kind of close out. If there's something that I didn't cover that you want to cover, that you want to talk about before we leave, it's kind of a closing, a kumbaya, if you will, if that makes any sense, a, uh, an amen and an all yeah. woman. Yeah. And a, no. <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh, dude, I have never laughed that hard. That gave me so oh, much. Man. Like I, I just... Man, my stomach yeah. hurt so bad last night, dude. I, I, I gave that all the laughing I could give it. Like, yeah. man, I cried with that. I didn't know what <laughs> that was all about. I couldn't believe it, dude. I was like, no that way. That's just ridiculous. And, and not only that, isn't it also that you can't say, what what is it, man, woman? <laughs> yeah, uh, like... Uh, uh, mother, father, family. In, There's in, like a whole list of words now that you cannot say... In Congress. Yeah, well, who would want to be in Congress? There are some actually decent people, it seems like, kind of growing out through Congress these days, actually, to be honest with you. Um, Did you see that one chick that's like, I'll I'll end it. This is my to-go. I'll end it right here. I saw this one commercial... This uh, this little this little lady, you know, strong lady, whatever, you know, little strong lady, whatever. She's gonna, lady? Uh, yeah, she's gonna carry her. <laughs> Can you say lady? Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> We're talking about Congress. I can't say that. It was a, um, it was a... so it was a person, had long hair, <laughs> five foot tall, like a hundred pounds. But uh, no, she was going to. She says that she's gonna carry. She's gonna carry, and so Washington D.C. is a super liberal place. You're not allowed to carry. You have to go through a lot of hoops. She wants to carry, and she wants to carry 
you know, at the Capitol, to the Capitol, like, she just believes in concealed carry, wants to carry. She's like, look, I don't have any security, any police. I'm not some, it's, like, pretty basic being in Congress. Yeah. She's like, I mean, I'm someone who makes rules. Like, I'm kind of targeted. She's like, I am definitely want to carry. It makes me feel comfortable, and I'm going to go through the hoops, and I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. And uh, that I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know what the, where that leads. I mean, again, Second Amendment's pretty damn clear to me, you right. know? So, but... uh yeah, I, well, well, I, have, I, I think after she saw people at the Republican convention, like Rand Paul, especially, like Rand Paul's a pretty good yeah. politician. He's not some like warped politician that like really deserves to be attacked. Right. And I think when somebody like that got attacked, I think that did open to people's eyes seeing stuff yeah. like that. And seeing like older people getting dropped from behind, you know, like coming up and getting hit with bricks and things, dude, that'll open your eyes real quick. And what'll make that stop is if people start to, are able to carry and uh, protect themselves, you know, and that will, unfortunately, it has to come to that, but that's one way to make that type of stuff stop, because, right. you know, it's just, uh, that's irrelevant, you know, yeah. it shouldn't happen, that shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, right. it shouldn't happen. No, but, no, well, I mean, the thing about the District of Columbia is that it is a, it, it is a district, it is not a state, it's not technically part of any state, I mean, it's located in Maryland. They but, did legalize weed there, but, too. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but it's actually... You know, it's kind of... I'm pretty sure it's like the only district in America that's, you know, like I said, they're not part of any state or anything like that. They don't get electoral votes. I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, you can't even... If you live in the District of Columbia, I'm pretty sure your Second Amendment rights, if you even have any, are extremely curtailed. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. Yeah, like this is I mean, what I think. There's this is... like I don't even think the Bill of Rights technically exists in the District of Columbia. It's like a military state, pretty much, you know. And that's why. Uh, that's, well, it's interesting you know, to see people like this coming into Congress that have this mindset and where it will go. Like, yeah, will she will she carry to Congress or is this something she because she like right. made a huge commercial about it? Like, I mean, she went. Yeah. She went hard in the paint on it, no, as we would say. You know, we, yeah, we yeah. More like, yeah, we need more like that. I mean, you know, we, we need... You, you hit the nail on the head, you know? We need more more guns on more hips. <laughs> yeah, well, you I know? mean... An armed society is a polite society, and that's, that, that's yeah. a true statement. Especially trained, you know, well-trained you know? and right, yeah, as well, you know, you know uh, educated. Everybody, uh, I, I think that everybody who wants to carry a gun in public should at least... Be able to, you know, display that you're somewhat competent with a firearm. You know what I mean? Uh, I, but at the same time, I mean that is a mixed bowl because I'm also an advocate of uh, constitutional carry, and under constitutional carry, this is where there should maybe be an amendment. We have talked about amendments. This is where there should maybe be an amendment that if if to to the Second Amendment to where like as if as if you're going to carry then it, it would be sound to have the people that do want to carry to be educated and showcase that they're educated. Because we live in a world with 7 billion people. It's a lot well, of loose uh, cannons in the I world. Think firearms you know? training should be part of, part of the standard education in this, in this country. Yeah. It really should be. I mean, uh, you know, firearms are, are an integral part of our country, you know, uh, and... In a, in a society that is so armed as we are, I think that, yeah, in, in public school programs and, and, and even, you know, even, I, I mean, I don't necessarily think that the state should be 
controlling homeschool, but I mean, as long as they are, why not throw a, hey, you know, uh, do some firearm trainings, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, I mean, I don't know. Back in you know back when back when the country was founded, I mean, if if you were a man and you owned a musket, you were pretty much required to report for militia training, even if it was only uh, even if it was only a couple of weekends a year. And that's pretty much all they ever did back then, unless there was something big going on. There is but, a lot. There is how, there is that was the the national security at that time. You know, was that you know if you owned a musket, you were expected to show up for militia. I mean, if, and, if, and, and if get you, trained, if, get if, trained yeah, to to use that musket. If you, you know? join the military of any sort, you know you're doing levels well, of, the thing of training back then, as though, well. Is that the militia wasn't necessarily? It, it wasn't like today where you're like you en, you enlisted. Oh, of in course, the of course, yeah. You know, but but yeah. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, just saying, you know like the saying. basics of like even the military. Why would you not? If the military teaches those basic skills, why would right. you not teach those basic skills to kind of every able body, yeah. you know, to educate right. them, you know, like from a younger Well, I mean, like, standard. what do you think? Like, do you think that there should be, like, I, I, I already know your answer to this, but, but we can just discuss You might be surprised. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> you know, do you think that there should be some sort of, like, mandatory, not necessarily, like, serving in the military, but military training? For, Ma- mandatory, uh, for, yeah, know, probably e- not mandatory. Even, yeah, even if it's just no. even if it's just something like like a couple of weekends a year, you know, like or even if it's just a weekend oh. a year, something like that. Man, I think that when you do mandatory stuff, this is the problem with mandates. And right, right now, right now, the mandates are like slapping us all in the face every time we have to put a freaking mask on to walk to a table to take the mask off. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. I think mandates are just too strong these days. If any other time, if there was going to be some type of mandate, like I think loving your country is is important. Like we're seeing now what happens when 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 we burn when we have no respect or integrity for our country. Right. They, 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 that means there's no country. Yeah. Right. So I think it is important for people to have integrity in themselves and in the country and like do good things for their community. But um, you know, mandating. I mean, even. Right now, I think that less needs to be mandated, not more. So, right. no, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah. But like when maybe I mean, mandatory. yeah, I guess maybe that was like the wrong way. Like, like it. should it should it be in our schools? In, yeah, like in our schools. Yes. You know, yeah. Along so. with building electric bank, managing bank account, right? Cleaning deer, right? Processing deer meat, it's right? Cleaning fish. Go to work, right? people. Right, learning skills, man. Go learn something. Learning Don't how just to watch videos on the internet. <laughs> could you teach? Go to work, America. Could you teach a, a a a child a class? Not necessarily about real estate, but could you like teach people, kids who are interested in like salesmanship? Could you teach them things at, at like think, high school age? I don't think it's salesmanship. I think what needs to be taught is how to manage money, money. and and. Now, you, need to, you need to be teaching people to go out and work. I hear this all the time. Maybe it's just because, right. I mean, I went to school Not here. Not to live you know, beyond your means. Here like, in Medina, yeah. and I know it's a small little school and that, you know, a lot of people don't, most people don't have that kind of high school experience getting to go to a little, little tiny, you know, school. Uh, but, I mean, we did plenty of uh, balancing checkbook and managing money. I mean, I, I hear people all the time like, they didn't teach us this in school. I'm like, I don't I mean, were you paying attention? Or, I yeah. Because, I mean, that, that, 
They taught us that in Medina. Yeah, I, 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 I think that I think that what you saw here, Levi, is definitely a little bit of a product of that, like. Like, of the uh, yeah, yes, so like the I would the honestly, I am a diehard homeschool fan, right? And and not only that, I'll tell you this right now: not only am I a homeschool fan, there is a movement, and uh, I'm I'm getting educated on this because we've always done curriculums, you know, and we you know we keep it on a study track and right. you know do that. But there is a movement called unschooling. Have you ever heard that? And what this is is ba- basically what unschooling is. Is something I've always I've always referred to my kids as what we do is all the time education. Our minds are open all the time. There's yeah. always something to learn, and every person you come across in this world, you can learn something from if you keep your mind open, even if you disagree with them completely. There's something good that they're gonna bring that they could bring to you. You gotta find it sometimes. Right. Look harder than others. But that's basically what unschooling is. It's like uh, Kevin goes out to the ranch and he goes and shoots a deer. And he takes his kids with him, and they clean the deer. He's educating his kids. He's right. teaching them life skills. Yeah. And so, like unschooling, basically unmodern schooling the right. kids. Like I, I think that's where they got the term. I told my wife, mold. I said that is the worst term they could have. They yeah. could not have a worse term. Like, like, like half the people are out when yeah. they hear it. But the idea, the premise, I love. And I, and could, I, I could think of a worse term. It's a. Uh... It's whenever the government issues checks for everybody and calls it a stimulus. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's only worth 600 bucks. No. Yeah, and Damn, it's dude. supposed to save the economy. That's, look, a, that's look, the worst term. The if we're going, our stimulus if takes we're, the cake. Uh, look, if we're going out... Believe it or not, it's worse than unschooling. <laughs> right, right, for sure. Look, if we're going out, I say this. If we're going out, and that's the way. Our money's just going out. It's obvious. Make it a million. Let's all go out in style, dude. That's, let's all go yeah, out in style. On, Are you man. serious? Just you know, this thing in style. we'll all hit up the theme parks. <laughs> you know, we're gonna run rampant in this country for a while. You know, like my dad always said, he's like, he's like, you know what? People don't give us credit for. This is the thing. He's like, you know, China makes this and makes that and controls this, controls that, and that's true. He's like, but here in America, one thing we know, we know how to party. And it's like that's what they've taken from us through this pandemic, man. We got to get it back, dude. You know what I'm saying? We got to get we gotta it back. We got to fight for our right to party, man. <laughs> oh <laughs> damn it! No, but uh, y'all, y'all, I led y'all off on that tangent. But anything else y'all want to cover that we didn't cover? That happened? Anything happening? Anything going on that's worth talking well, I mean, about? I'll, uh, I'll just bring this up. All three of us are Bandera County dudes. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but yesterday they. The city council in Bandera met to uh, discuss making masks mandatory in Bandera and enforceable. They're a little late. That. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. real, right? that thing has that spread, bro. That ship has sailed. We've almost made <laughs> it this year. Damn, Everybody's right. been wearing them. Amen for well, Bandera County. I guess, what was it, last <laughs> week that they declared Bandera County part of the... Uh, Part of like this, some sort of district that's experiencing a spike in hospitalization or whatever, and they shut down uh, the bars that don't do the 51% rule. You know, 51% of their profit has to come through food and not alcohol. Because apparently, if you've got some chicken wings in front of you, the coronavirus ain't going to get you. You know, <laughs> if, you're, if you're standing in a bar and you don't have any chicken wings in front of you, 
you're at risk, they, man. They did, they did, they did shoot that down. The yeah. Bandera City Council did shoot that down. That they were gonna fine people. Right. They were gonna fine, uh, fine you up to like five hundred dollars for not wearing a mask if they if they caught you in public or whatever. Yeah, yeah they shot and that down. It, and, yeah. and, and hey, man. But, but and, then I, they, and then they I realized did. that they themselves did not have masks. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's a. We'll, we'll all find that out, you know, yeah. dude. Even people that support the mask, you know, when they take that mask off, they're like, "Oh damn, how long do I gotta fake this, dude?" You know, like we all know, dude. The, Man, I, I, I can't know, even dude, how, for some people, how much it's long like the mask has become a religion, dude. Yeah, I but mean, you know, deep down inside, like, when they get in their house like, and they man, take that thing off, you know that they're like, "Oh, thank dude. God, I could take this thing off." I mean, well, it just feels better with it off your face. Does I it guess, not? man. But I mean, anyone, if I see somebody driving. In a car alone with a mask on. I'm I concerned just, for can, humanity. Yeah, I'm concerned for the like, dang dude, because I just saw. If they the really did too, think man. like that, like what you're thinking, I why mean, would they do that? That's why true. Would they do that, That's true. Man? Like, I gotta think that that person, if they're in a car alone, well, there are mask, some people. I've gotta think that they're sitting in their living room wearing a mask. Yeah, in the shower. In the in bathroom. Shower, yeah, for real. Imagine what I they mean, think about you. <laughs> You're gonna start seeing people oh, yeah. with the uh, they're gonna have a laminated mask so they yeah. can take a shower with them, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the lamination, it's like damn, someone got carried away with the oh, laminating dude. machine again. Damn it, yeah. I think the mask just honestly, dude, it um, it, the mask wearing itself doesn't bother me at all. If people wanted to wear a mask, I mean, before this pandemic, even on bad flu seasons. I never saw anyone wearing... It was very rare that I saw one person wearing a mask. I saw it. It's not that I never yeah, saw it. Yeah, Typically an older person, you know, at the store wearing a mask. I saw it, and I stayed the hell away from those people. Yeah, I'm like, they're yeah. sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're sick. Exactly. You know, something's wrong. Like, they are wearing that for my protection, and that mask right? is a sign. Yeah. yeah. Stay the fuck away. Right now, you don't know what's going on. But I would... <laughs> I, I think, man, I, now, I just... Everybody's incognito. I feel like that it bought. Like I don't wear a mask. Uh, I mean, if I go into a really tight situation where they're going to force me to do it, um, then and I have to go in there, then I would do it. But I like even when I was out cutting cedar and I had to wear face covering to keep the you know the trees from because literally flying up. In my, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I was literally using it for my protection, right? Uh, and even still, cedar would still get through the mask and things. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it, and those are that's chunks of cedar. Yep. But uh, it always gives me like a heavy sore throat. It just feels like it's like harder to swallow. I'm gonna tell you right now. This is the thing that bothers me. This is the truth. The only reason that I wear a mask most times whenever I'm in public is to avoid a confrontation with a fucking police officer. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like I am not. Afraid of the coronavirus, I realize it's out there and it could affect me adversely. And I, I get it. I get all the concerns. My concern, just is, like a lot of things, can yeah, is yeah. the is is not wearing it and having a confrontation with a police officer because yeah. if they have the power to stop you or or, or or ask you questions or do anything with you, period, because you don't have a mask or you're wearing a mask and you look suspicious, then that shit, there's a fine line between law and order and rule of law. Yeah. Yep. I was I was talking to you about that, Levi, just yep. the other day. Like, there's a fine line between law and order and rule of law. And the mask issue has completely blurred those lines. Yep. 
And that's why I wear a mask whenever I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody has their own reasons, you know? Yeah. Like somebody may be really sick. Somebody may be really scared of getting sick. Somebody may be listening to music in their car by themselves and wearing a mask because they're a fucking idiot. But <laughs> I know someone. I'm not gonna. I can't really. I'm not gonna really say people's names. But I know people who have had their their work their work harassed oh. and and things of that sort for not wearing a mask. Uh, you know, so you can imagine the the crap that comes with it. And uh, you know, I think that's nonsense, man. I just think it just it. You just cannot argue the fact. I don't care if you're in the middle of a pandemic or not. It's been it's been nine months, and they say still now. I've heard the argument again coming back up. Is like it's like, dude, look, we get it. Y'all can y'all are probably going to be safe, but it's for other people. You've got to slow the curve. The hospitals are going to get overrun. It's like, dude, it's been eight or nine months. We couldn't have spent some of that money that we just sent overseas making more hospital rooms if it's really that bad. Yeah, that's what we would have been doing if there was. In, it's not. That it doesn't make any sense. It's right. like it's like sleight of hand, uh, and it's uh, it's really kind of. I don't want to say it's annoying because I have more patience than that. It doesn't really annoy me. But uh, the confrontation side of things, man, I would have to say that I am really. Who likes to go out somewhere shopping or something and have a confrontation? That, and now every time you to, go, that goes back to everybody's so misinformed. Nobody's on the same page. It goes back to what I said at the very beginning of this thing, whenever we started talking, the the technology. Everybody's reading something different on the internet yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, and, and whether every they have minute, five minutes in their truck up. or five minutes in the line at the grocery store, everybody's updated at a different moment. You know? Yeah, yeah from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, he's wearing a mask. Yeah. Oh, he's not wearing a mask. Oh, he's cool. Oh, what yeah. the fuck? He's he's uh, <laughs> he just really doesn't care about society. Like, yeah. Everybody's yeah. different, but what you're talking about, the confrontation part, that's all part of the, the identity of human beings right now with phones in their hands. Like, shit is just fucking put it down, people. Yeah. <laughs> Be a human for a little yeah, bit. Talk, yeah, look up. Yeah. yeah. You know, look up. Open your eyes. See like, other people. Talk to other people. You know, there's no shame in that, right? Right. It is a weird, it's, it's weird that technology has driven us into this kind of this kind of self-absorbed bubble that we walk around in a lot. And we don't even, a lot of us, I don't think, do it because we hate other people or anything like that, right? You do it because you just get caught up in it. If you're watching sports or if you're watching politics or if you're watching whatever you're watching that you're kicked on, yeah. when you can have that technology right at your hands at all times, yeah. like, it's you know, hard to even, let it go. You can't even you. let go. You can't watch a game like you used to and talk about it with your friends the next day at school. Yeah. Like that's those days are over. Like people, you're you're updated right after the game on something else, yeah. or you're you're part of an algorithm that says, oh, he watched the game. Let's start sending him ads about basketball and blah blah blah. Like whatever whatever the athletes are wearing yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like, right on to the next thing. Yeah, and people are just they're. They just need to put it down. Man. Algorithms, just put man. The, put the technology uh, yeah. down. Algorithms. And live your life and don't worry about it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Like, right. be you and just be happy. Right. It's like we're here for such a short time. If you're not happy with where you're at, then move. Yeah. If you're not happy with the money you're making, then do something different. Go out and get it. Right. Nobody's going to solve the problems of the world for you. Yep. Yeah. It's like, that's my sign-off moment. Yeah. yeah. Go to work. 
Yeah. <laughs> whatever that <laughs> means. Work, whatever it is. Yeah. If you're not happy, do something different. Yeah. Don't yeah. take it out on somebody for not wearing a fucking mask at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. people. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I'll I sign off on a, that. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. <laughs> Nothing else, dude. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Hey, what did we say last time at the end of the podcast? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember. What was the last thing we said? Do you remember? Little shout out to old. Uh... <laughs> uh, I don't remember, dude. <laughs> no, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it, man. Levi, always great, dude. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.